We're gonna give you a fake out there. Hello and welcome to a special live episode of the Fabulous Pelton Cast. I'm your co We'll do applause. I'm your co-host, Kevin Pelton. And I'm Tristan Carcino. And we are coming to you live from Belltown Yacht Club. Hello! Thanks for coming out, everybody. What a great crowd. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a little worse. Not that great. <laughs> Welcome to the sold-out Pelton Live at Belltown Yacht Club, our fifth annual. Before we get into it, we have to lay down some ground rules here. We have to go over some things. Kevin, take it away. Well, let's first off go over what we're doing tonight. Uh, we've got Talkin' Taco Time live with not one, not two, not three, but four, all four co-hosts of Talkin' Taco Time. Wow! We will preview the Seahawks in next week's NFL Draft with the help of Ringer NFL Draft Guru Danny Kelly. And we will crown Seattle's best donuts, plural, with Alicia Vermillion of Seattle Met. There we go. Is Mike Sean coming? I, I assume so, but okay. we haven't seen him. <laughs> All right, so a quick note on the bingo cards under your seat. I guess they were on your seat. Be sure to use the markers to record where we discuss or mention various topics or references throughout the podcast. If you think you've got a bingo, yell it out. Take it to the famous cousin Katie. Famous cousin Katie, where are you sitting? Right there. I've got shirts right here. Who put these together? Yeah, but we don't want to go over the... No, no, no. Okay. Card. Wow, we're going to be really strict about this. Okay. The first, the, uh, first verified bingo will get one of our brand new Talkin' Taco Time t-shirts, which Tristan is sporting. There we go. How nice are these? Oh, yeah. We'll also be giving out Taco Time gift cards for trivia between segments. And if you don't get a shirt, we'll have those available for purchase after the show. There we go. Oh, there, that was a nice stag. Okay, with that said, let's get into the rundown. <laughs> so you have baseball tonight, big series at Stanford. Uh, no, I don't have those results. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's thank the you. baseball listener right there. No, it was Thank you again to Dojoy and Pagliacci Pizza for providing food with us. Well, we were going to toast to that. All right. Toast. Every Pelton cast starts with toast. Who's got a Rainier Tallboy out there? How many Rainier Tallboys, extra Rainier Tallboys did they order for they us? They brought in 12 cases for Pelton cast live. Not which I, I don't know. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. We have run out of Rainiers two times in a row, 12 cases. We'll see. One time during the middle of the show. So let's listen, lift them high for our sponsor, Pagliacci Pizza, which provided the pizza you enjoyed before the show. And, of course, for Dojoy, who provided the donuts. And we will talk about them later in tonight's show. And sadly, no taco time tonight. Oh, really? How could we forget taco time? Wait a second. What's that Chris Smith has in his hands there? <laughs> Are those Chris burritos? You know we had to do it to them. Oh, they're over there. Okay. <laughs> a 
The reject. <laughs> I know who's going to get that joke, but I hope they really do. All right, while, we're, while they're passing those out still. We're going to play some taco, taco Time trivia. Taco, talking Taco Time trivia for those Taco Time Northwest gift cards. All right, first off, how many Taco Time Northwest locations has Randy visited? 69. 69 right there. <laughs> All right, who can name, and Randy has to be paying attention so he can verify this answer, a, a location that Randy has not yet visited. You can't win again. Kelso. Kelso? Randy, is that true? That is accurate. There we go. Randy to the man in the Pelton cast hat. Randy walked away. Randy, pass, pass this. Yes, right there. All right, the last trivia question. What are the what locations has Chris worked at of talking to, of talking wow, about Northwest? This is a hard one. Chris can't answer. <laughs> Do you, Jan? Uh-huh. No. No. Wow. Not, no? not accurate. Oh, wrong, Jan. Sorry. One for two. Nope. No. Come on. Chris talks about this all the time. <laughs> His experiences there. <laughs> yeah. No. no, you're just naming the cities you live in. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. It, okay, the hint is that there was a food court here. There we go. Oh, but you don't know the name of the mall? No. Nope. Who got South Center? North Gate Mall. <laughs> and, wait, we still only have one. the right? back? Who got it? Right there. All right, you're really far away for a gift card. Okay, Randy, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as Randy works his way back and Chris works their way back to the stage, our guest tonight was also the inaugural guest for Talking Taco Time in June 2018 when he told us about inventing the Chris Chicken Burrito during his stint at which location was that? Uh, that's trivia that even I've forgotten. Bothell. Bothell uh. location. He also happens to be a Grammy-nominated music producer, but we know his real legacy here on Talkin' Taco Time. Please welcome back to the pod, this time with all four of us, Jake One. <laughs> all right, but now we got to do the intro for real. I'm Kevin Pelton. I'm Tristan Carcino. I'm Chris Smith. And I'm Randy Cote. And we're Talkin' Taco Time. <laughs> Hot mic. As seen on screen and print, Talkin' Taco Time is back. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a stage near you. Oh, wait. We're that, on one right now. That, that is it. This is your first time doing Talkin' Taco Time live with us, Randy. Correct. I was in a pool last year while you were doing this. Just a 
thousand miles away. Now you're wow, that sounds terrible. Now you're now you're in a pool of hot sauce. Yeah, I've got uh, whack hot sauce that Chris will talk about in a little bit. He's got a vendetta. <laughs> um, full of uh, beautiful people and beautiful taco time. Are we, yeah, Randy hasn't done this, so he doesn't know we're not supposed to be eating crisp burritos. <laughs> no, I like. I kind of okay. like it. <laughs> and is that the crisp chicken burrito? Absolutely. And I tribute to, to Jake while he's on the stage. I That's told impressive. him on behalf of a grateful nation. Thank you. <laughs> Important question, which I'm going to go double check here. Yeah. Does your Wikipedia page still list the crisp chicken burrito on it? I have not looked, um, but. It, I, I do get asked about this a lot, believe it or not. By us. Define a lot. Over 10 times in the last five years, probably. Okay. Yeah. Has it come up more lately? Because when people have discovered Talking Taco Time recently, thanks to Alicia's Seattle Met feature and Evening Magazine's feature on us, they go back to the first episode, right, which you're right. on. So have you heard anything recently um, about it? I was somewhere with Josh, and he was trying to tell this girl that I invented the, you know, what I did. It's not like he told a story. He told the <laughs> truth. But she was furious. What? And thought it was some bullshit. I, could, I was like, so he's telling her, this guy did John Cena's theme song. She's cool with that. Totally cool with that. <laughs> Chris Chicken Burrito, fuck no. I mean, honestly, one of those is a lot more plausible than the other. I mean, is it though? We 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 had a uh, what's what's the owner of Taco Time? Robbie. Robbie. Robbie, Robbie confirmed. He, Robbie confirmed he did the timeline. He did not deny it. I don't know if he confirmed it, but he definitely did not deny I it. I mean, I think we're seventy-five twenty-five yeah. confirmed. In corporate speak, I think that's a confirmation. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I don't think he has the evidence in court to you know to deny. Yeah. I what, love that with knowing Josh, he wasn't spinning game. He was just trying to big up you with the credits of. John Cena and inventing the crisp burrito. I mean, they're pretty random. I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> I would retire after that. Randy, Chris, do you have any questions for Jake since you weren't part of that interview when he was on the first time? <laughs> I mean, I want to know, like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Well, that's a good, that's a really not, good not question. Not in a negative way, like in a in a humble, grateful, like we're we're all in awe of your art. right. So. <laughs> I think this was 1992, I was 16 years old, um, do the math, but <laughs> they didn't have a crisp chicken on the menu, it just wasn't part of the menu. We had the crisp beef, we had the crisp bean, not a fan, and you know, just in general, we would make our own little concoctions of things anyway. So I couldn't understand why we didn't have the crisp chicken. And I asked my boss one day, I'm like, why don't we have a crisp chicken burrito? And they're like, well, they just can't. The chicken gets dry when you fry it. And I just wasn't taking that for an answer. Like, nah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was making them. I wasn't making them every day or nothing. But I probably wasn't the only person doing it either. It just was not on the menu. So, I'd like the record to show that there's a full bag of pinto bean crisp. <laughs> <Yeah. over there. laughs> and that when I said, I've got chicken, ten hands shot up. Right. Wow. The, the audience has spoken. I, I think this story was subject to one of the most amazing fact checks of all time for Alicia's story, because the <laughs> Seattle Met emailed Tristan. I uh, missed this. Uh, asking to verify certain facts in the story, and Alicia had correctly listened to the interview. Because what, what did you make yourself? Is your going away gift on your uh, last day when I, you quit? I made a lot of uh, soft beef burritos because that was kind of my thing back then. Um, I might have I don't know made Humble. ten Humble. of them or something and just walked off because that's how we do it when we're sixteen. <laughs> um, you know, two weeks for a four dollars and twenty-five cents an hour job? No, but uh, 
by the time I was there, it went up to $7. See, they're doing numbers. They're doing numbers. <laughs> Is that the first or the second time? <laughs> Got to be the first. <laughs> so they email Tristan about this, and he corrects it to say, no, it was the crisp chicken burrito since right. you invented that. Right. And I had to recorrect his correction mm-hmm. because I went back and listened to the Because, you know, sometimes when you're doing something great, you don't realize it's great in the moment. So wow. it's not like That's I was planting really the flag floor. <laughs> <That's laughs> you know, yeah. like it just was, you know. And I, you got to take the weight when you're leaving it, you know. Ten soft beef burritos? That's some <laughs> fucking <laughs> weight, dude. I thought, I thought I was coming up, too. I was like, I got over on them. <laughs> really felt that. I mean, sometimes a visionary doesn't realize they're a visionary. I mean, I might make a hit song for somebody, and I didn't think it was shit that day. That's happened <laughs> almost every time. So not really that different with my culinary, you know, contributions. Wh- which song is the closest to the crisp chicken burrito? <laughs> well, being that cr- the crisp chicken burrito isn't making me shit, I don't make any money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess it should be John Cena, because I don't make any money on that either. So, oh. boo. Vince McMahon, like, let's go hurt him. Um, <laughs> I feel like you told that story on a podcast once. It's, 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 it's painful. Yeah. yeah. It's not that painful, but um, <laughs> it's crazy that it's still going. I mean, that's the part that's still weird to me. The like, crisp chicken burrito? Both of them. <laughs> going strong. Going strong no, in 2023. The crisp chicken burrito, he, you know, never questioned. It's going to outlast John Cena. The best item on the menu is still going. I mean, yeah. can they can they just retire my polo that I had back then and just put it <laughs> on the wall or something? I I'd be good with that. Where I don't the, need a I don't need a royalty. Maybe I do if I get the lawyers involved. But <laughs> the famous cousin Katie is here. Where the uh, Where the cream cheese come from though? Well, I was putting just like the sour cream in there, so oh, that's yeah. you know they they flipped it and bounced it a little bit. You know they <laughs> they did some things. You know. But I was going to say, you know, that's a good, you were saying. I honestly didn't even know there was cream cheese that, in there, in yeah. the real one. Honestly. They weren't doing it because the chicken would get dry. Right. The chicken would get dry, so you got to throw, you know, right. something in there. Sour cream, I just, mm-hmm. cream cheese. I mean, this is the dedicated Pelton cast listenership in the room. And I know one of you is out there looking for Macklemore's banner. So if you <laughs> also find Jake Wan's polo, <laughs> so it can go in the rafters too, call 1-800-Pelton. I see. I seen a Taco Time polo on eBay today. Could have been it. Could have been that. Wow. <laughs> I mean, many, many stains. Sour cream cheese. Hot cream cheese. Was, was it Taco Time Northwest polo or Taco Time International uh, polo though? It was a Northwest for sure because uh, I actually wore one, the oh, exact okay. same one. So, guaranteed. Okay, Jake, you're you're putting out a record coming up, mm-hmm. right? With local rapper Travis Thompson. Yeah. Is that right? It is. Travis Thompson. Yeah, that's okay. Woo! Woo! Damn, it's quiet for him. We're like, Uh, I might be the only one up here that's even close. Hold on, the crisp chicken burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see where it ran. John Cena. (laughs) No, Vince McMahon. John Cena's cool. Vince McMahon. (laughs) Boo. Vince McMahon. Boo. His whole family. Boo. Boo. (laughs) His whole family. Okay, so you're. This is now a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah. So on this Saturday, my, my shows of woos and are, woos. Well, first off, we are going to talk about a Royal Rumble later, but our series of Kraken podcast didn't last very long. So you're putting out a record with, yeah. with Travis. Mm-hmm. The first call you made when it was done was to Taco Time, correct? It wasn't my call, but you know they thought it'd be a good tie-in <laughs> because you know the history I have with the company. Those those. <laughs> 
I don't know, eight weeks that I worked there, <laughs> did something everlasting. Like, who would have known, you know? So, you know, hey, maybe they, didn't back Apple in. fire Steve Jobs before? They did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it so, happens to everybody, you know? He probably didn't even get a bunch of soft burritos. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Steve Jobs. That was my golden parachute. <laughs> yeah. When you hit them up, what, what is the plan? What, what is the relationship between Taco Time and this record with you and Travis that you're putting out? I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even read the whole email. <laughs> but you, you did the... When it's time, I'm going to show I up. I didn't know that. Huh? You did, a, you did the I ain't reading all that? I mean, I, I do that on. A, if I don't see any money in the email, I usually just kind of skim through it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even see a euro sign or nothing. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see what's coming between you and Taco Time coming back together, Jake and Taco Time, for the first time since 1992. 92. 92. 19, wow. Since 1992. So 1992, conveniently, just about the oh, vintage yeah. of the T-shirt that Jake is sporting today. It's not a Taco Time polo, but it is. The Taco Time Sonics T-shirt here. Yeah, pretty it's, rare. Pretty it's, rare. It's be it's beautiful. Five hundred. I'll walk out of here shirtless. <laughs> uh, we can find. No, a I shirt actually for wouldn't. It. But yeah. we got a Taco Time talking Taco Time. Oh yeah, we're one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the, from the 1993-94 season. Tristan wanted to see for gift card if anyone could name everyone on this T-shirt. Someone feel like they can do that out there? Nobody's even willing to try. You can come closer. <laughs> I, I was able to do it, if that makes things easier for you. Mm. I could only name three Kraken players yesterday. <laughs> that, is, that is accurate. Not, he, I am literally not He named not the more members of the 2011 Vancouver Canucks. That is true. Wow. Shouts to Kevin Vieksa. Wow. When they said one Kraken guy's name when I was watching the game, I was like, yep, that's a Kraken player. Is it, <laughs> is it Morgan Geeky? No. So Chris is going to be losing the Kraken trivia we're having. Oh, yeah. have, have you guys gone to Kraken games? Like, yeah. have you been? One. All right, me, I did too. I've been to a couple, year. right? Kraken yeah. game. <laughs> Kraken game. How do people know the traditions and shit already? Like, there was a, we scored a goal and they were singing a song. They're making. And this up. was like game three. <laughs> <laughs> I was so puzzled by that shit. Because I know nothing about hockey. It's, it's a lifestyle. Okay. It's, yeah, it, it chooses you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the 206 proof equivalent of Seattle <laughs> soccer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you confirm that, Randy? I'm just sitting here quietly as someone who's been to almost every Kraken home game, but uh, can confirm it, it is telepathically communicated. What Do they do. get a parade? No. If they, win, if they win, for is that losing the first, the first round? round. Oh, is it already I over? They don't have parades for that. Hold they on. should have gotten a parade. It's Hold one, one. It's sorry. one, one. Let's not spoil future sorry. segments. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Only the Mariners build statues out of losing in the first round. <laughs> Second true round. Indeed. True true indeed. Indeed. Second it's round. True. It's true. Well, yeah, we build statues for winning the first round, okay? Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> they win a thrilling game seven. All bets are off. And if you hit a lot of doubles in your career. Or really just the double, but anyway. Yeah. Did, yeah. did any of you guys shed a tear when they uh, when uh, we made the playoffs? People oh, were shedding shit. tears. I, shared a, I shed a single tear. One tear? Just one. All right. I wasn't in the house, unfortunately, so I was watching it on a phone in a bar. But it was still a, an emotional experience. Right, right. The long-suffering one year, year without making yes. the playoffs. <laughs> The answer Correct. is no, I did not shed a tear. <laughs> For insert name of Kraken player here. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, when they bring the Stanley Cup trophy back for the first time since 1917. Correct. Then there's going to be some tears shed. Yeah, we're a hockey town. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> it's like what uh, UW, what are we, a softball school? Yes. Rowing. Sorry. Crew. Rowing. Crew. 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 Oh, Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Crew. <laughs> Indoor <laughs> track, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I talk shit about this hot sauce yet or what? Okay, Go yeah, for it's it. Chris. time. Do you, who has one of these little fucking packets the, out uh, there? Katie's table does. Yep. Only one. Only one table took it. <laughs> the, Some of them got passed out. Yes. I I do not like the direction they're going with these. <laughs> but it's not yeah. as it's not as round, so it's harder to dip anything but a crisp burrito in there. Okay. And then now, so you got to be constantly holding on to it. How are you supposed to scroll Twitter when you're trying to eat? <laughs> need a, Dip. There's no fucking lid, you know. If I'm eating for re- uh, resealing, if I'm they yeah, if I'm eating a soft taco and a crisp burrito, <laughs> I need like one and a half hot sauces for that. Now I'm just throwing a half a hot sauce away because what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> to the, to the this listener, is a conservation podcast. <laughs> to, the, to the listener, imagine a Ivers ketchup, but. Uh, hot sauce of taco time. Yeah. Well, I thought the Ivers is wide. It's, yeah, yeah, it's wide. That was going to be deep. one of my points. They need to be more <laughs> on the Ivers tip. Give or, me a or wide. The ta- or the taco time ketchup. A that wide comes in an Ivers style, flatter, wider I ketchup. never eat ketchup. We're getting dangerously close to don't keep clams territory. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep clam. Can't keep clam. Oh, no, I blew the joke. But so, you know, if you don't like these little cups, do not go to Factoria or Rainier. Those are confirmed locations. I know where they're at. <laughs> should, we, should we put together a Google map with this? <laughs> yeah. So right. me and Randy are going to get together on this. <laughs> I'll give you, you go to, to my spreadsheet. Yeah. If you go to Kirkland, Rose Hill, you're going to get the old, you know, the compostable regular solo cups. Where did these come from tonight? Rainier. 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 Yep. They're on the shit yeah. list. And you can't sell weed out of these. <laughs> Thanks for donating the burritos, Taco Time. <laughs> Rainier location, one of the ten locations that Randy has not no yet way. visited. That's correct. I mean, I've been through the drive-thru hundreds of times. Doesn't but, count but not a confirmed, yeah, not not a confirmed yeah. trip. Yeah. Do you it, have it's a candidate it? for the last one, Yes, I think. Yeah, Yeah. party, party on party Rainier. On Rainier. Yeah. Off the top of your head, do you have any takes on Bothell, the... Uh, uh, Bothell's fine. It's I mean, you know it's a different wow. location hot, hot than where like, it was. When the magic happened. Where did yeah. it used to be? Where, there, like across like the street, p- like the supplement place. That was that was the top. Oh, the one with the plaque on it that has your name and a picture of a crisp burrito. Should, it should. Okay. They didn't have the storage at the old location for it when they added the crisp chicken burrito to the menu. <laughs> so they just had to shut it all down and build yeah. a new one yeah. store. I'm envisioning this is like the Lowe's where Six Stadium used to be. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually very randomly about Bothell got a uh, offer to DJ something out there, which was just <laughs> <laughs> pretty shocking. But um, I'm gonna need a box of Chris Chicken burritos on my rider. <laughs> it just made me think, like, man, I don't think I've been employed in Bothell to do anything since 1992. So, and they are paying me way more than I made my entire uh, stay at Taco Time <laughs> in those two months. <laughs> But again, you didn't walk away with any soft burritos this That's time. True. That's, I might. Uh, that might be after okay. the gig. I might okay. go there and, and run it back. But not in the contract. Put 100 on burritos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll hand them out when I'm DJing. That's there we idea. go. Wow. Full page uh, ad. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you got to plug in an air fryer up there next to them, too. <laughs> air keep them Jake. cycling through. Thank you so much for joining us on the Rejake with Jake One talking taco time. Thanks for having me, guys. Do we have the Fuck taco yeah. time newbie out there? Woo. Ben Shorsh. Ben Shorsh. Come on up here. We need you. You might remember at our last show that we brought up first taco timers. We were shocked when one of them, the aforementioned Ben Shorsh, revealed that he had never been to almost any chain restaurants, including at that point McDonald's. Uh, pretty much any, any fast food restaurant you can think of. A few weeks ago, we curated a Taco Time menu for, for Ben on Taco Time concierge, concierge, and now it's time to hear what he thought of our recommendations. Do we want to go through those real quick? Oh, yeah. Wh what do we say? Wait, can we, can we do a follow-up? You guys did this on the podcast. I wasn't there. Yeah. What fast food have you been to since in the past year? It's, we're almost a year to the date, Ben Shorsh. Yeah. Um, McDonald's. You've been um, to a McDonald's? I have, yeah. For the first time ever? Delicious breakfast. Like, interesting wow. to me. He did not recommend. listen to the episode. Highly recommend for anyone who hasn't been. Okay. Um, McDonald's, that's a recommendation. I had a... <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> I had a milkshake from KFC. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> you, you missed exactly. this story. Yeah, you exactly. missed that. Did you all already react to this? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We did. Okay. We were horrified on okay. your behalf. Thank yeah. you. They don't have milkshakes at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> It they might be. I don't, I don't know what you got, but that was not a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Mostly a milkshake. I don't know. <laughs> it might be the only fast food place where the milkshake machine actually works. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. I could not yeah. tell you that one. You yeah. think he knows what an A&W is? <laughs> the most wrong person on the face of the earth to ask that question to. I'm at the KFC. I'm at the A&W. I'm at the combination KFC and A&W. Are you sure you knew Maybe. where you were at? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there anywhere else you've been to in the last year? Anything else on the list? <laughs> Not off the top of my head. Nope. Okay. Have you been to Ivers? Yes. Okay. Wow. That's something. Orange Julius? I have no idea what that <laughs> Does is. Does Orange Julius still <laughs> exist? Maybe where he yeah. was at. Slash DQ. I'm at the DQ. I'm okay. at the Orange Julius. I'm at the combination <laughs> DQ Orange Julius. Thank you. I assumed that Orange Julius was like the, the, the bottle taco time that Jake invented the Chris Burrito at. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Let's go through the menu that we curated for you. Obviously... The Taco Burger 2.0 with beef. Add pinto beans. What'd you think? Delicious. Oh, Solid. Wow. Yeah. Solid eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, give it up for that. Yeah. That's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. No question. Really just, I think the pinto bean added a lot to it. Who here has had the taco, the new Taco Burger? Amazing. So good. All right. Great rave review. I think it's undefeated so far. Every person I've talked to. Uh, you haven't been checking the comments on Facebook, where I think the demographic <laughs> oh, no. is a little more Taco Burger 1.0. I do 1. not advise yeah. recommending really? comments on Facebook. Oh, it yeah, was the it comments on the post about us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they didn't care about us. They just cared about the Thank Taco God. Burger. They just wanted to rip the brioche bun. Wow. That's what they wanted to do. They were For very the much like, bring back the, the seeds on the Bring back the seeds on the hamburger bun. Uh, were, you, were you hitting it with the hot sauce every bite? So... I don't like it. I don't like this. <laughs> the drama. I was, oh, I was scared to say this on our Zoom call that we did um, a little bit ago, but I don't like hot sauce. Wow, boo. 
so I do, had it. Do you it. not like salsa or do you it's not like hot sauce? Like hot, I have a very wimpy palate, and I just I, I can't, think that's not surprising. I can't. It's never been anywhere, I, people. It's okay. <laughs> I deserve everything that all the hate. Be kind. <laughs> so I had it, and I was like, "This is what hot sauce tastes like." I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the Thousand Island or whatever the dressing is yes. on the – and that was delicious. I will confess why I'm not anti-hot sauce in general. I don't generally eat hot sauce with my taco time. Hey, ESPN's uh, Kevin Pelton. Uh, we know. We've just, seen your whole thing. <laughs> oh, <no>. We know. <laughs> Are we getting into that later in the pod? Um, That's a different segment. <laughs> <laughs> so – Taco burger, delicious as is. Um, the with pinto bean. With pinto bean, yes. Uh, the chicken soft taco with white corn salsa and pumpkin seeds. Wow. Solid, solid. Not as not as not, not as, as positive here. What's, I what's think that on a ten? For me, I think that's like a like a six and a half. Hmm. I think I think it's a personal preference. For me, just the mouth feel of the crisp chicken burrito or the crisp burrito in general is just like superior to the soft like. It's just not as, like, there's no oomph. Once you've had a fried tortilla, it's hard to have an unfried tortilla kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. And I, I, I added a, a crisp chicken burrito to, um, to my order. This is, this is a pretty massive Shut, order. Of course. Shall see I had to. Yeah. I was very hungry. This is, like, half the shit I order every time I go. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it, was, it, it was good. It was good. Okay. I think so some people so have an issue with like the hot and cold g- ingredients together, no, exactly. you know, exactly. like with lettuce, the tortilla. Yeah, lettuce yeah. and tomato. Yeah. Too cold for you. Didn't, exactly. didn't like the McDLT either. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, you <laughs> that's a, that's you a very said, dated reference. You could have said Mick anything and he would have just <laughs> no, it's true. what it was. It's true. <laughs> All right, tater fries. Tater fries. I went through, so I did a, I did a pickup order and I went through the drive-thru because past 9 p.m. so you couldn't go in the store. I went through the drive-thru. They forgot Wait. my crustos, crustos and the tater fries, so I had to Ooh. go back around, be like, yo, what's up? Um, <laughs> and they were like, here's an extra crustos. Don't hate us. Shouts um, for checking the bag before you leave. That's yeah. a very key move at taco time. Exactly. Thankfully, they hadn't closed yet. Um, tater fries, again, solid. And I did the – I was like, okay, he said ranch and then hot sauce, ranch and then hot sauce. So I was like, ranch, I also don't really like ranch. Fascinating. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> this man should be studied. Like, I, I just, I, if you're out there for research, science, two different yeah. ends of the spectrum, you just don't like either. I just, <laughs> I, I'm a simple man. So I was like, okay, ranch, hot sauce, ranch, hot sauce. I was like, I know what these things taste like. I'm going to do ketchup. And I was like, that was delicious. Okay. It's fantastic. Rating, awesome. rating for the tater fries? Yes. They were solid. No, rating? Excellent. Out of oh, rating. Eight and a half, nine. They oh, pretty, did we get your were they rating? pretty hot? Or? Did we get mostly. Okay. Did we get your rating for chicken crisp burrito? Oh, that 9.8. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was a little bit low. Big, but okay. So what, what's, yeah. what are we missing with that point two here? Because I really just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, he's missing hot sauce <laughs> and ranch. <laughs> That's just a margin for error. I don't know. Yeah. Just like. Given. It, I don't, I don't it's know. statistically a ten out of ten he's in only, the margin for error. He's only yeah. tried, you know, so many foods. He wants to give some room exactly. to try something new. <laughs> exactly. It's actually better. But I, there's not. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, pretty impressive. It was that good at 9 p.m. That's a, that's like a no-go zone for me. <laughs> Once you get like really past 8 p.m., I'm probably good. Okay. What was the last recommendation? Crustos. Crustos were great. 
got I ate two bags. Two crust. Two bags. <laughs> crushed them. Delicious. <laughs> I had, I was coming down, um, watched a beautiful sunset in Bellingham, Washington. On uh, mushrooms or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was coming down from the tater fries. No. Um, <laughs> shout out nine eight two two five. What? <laughs> The uh, first time watch that's ever been shouted on the podcast. <laughs> watch the start for everything. Three six zero. Oh, nine eight one eight eight. They are. Thank you. Okay. Shouts to the three six zero. So true. So true. There we go. Wow. All right. Watch the beautiful sunset. Was starving. We're driving down a mountain road, cruising. It was waiting. My my taco time was waiting for me. I just. I'm so I, confused about all these stories. <laughs> you were I, driving oh. on mushrooms? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Mom, don't worry time. about it. <laughs> okay, so I watched the sunset. Gorgeous. Okay, we're going to need to break this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drove up to this lookout over the bay. Beautiful. Watched the sunset over the islands. Whew, just couldn't recommend enough. Um, and were you, were you driving all the way back down to the Seattle area? No, no, no. So in Bellingham, where okay. I, I'm a student. W-W. Um, go by, go by. Um, okay. Uh, got back Got back in the car after the sunset, placed the order on my, the handy Taco Time app. Solid four and a half out of five. No, no love for the <laughs> no Taco love. Time app? <laughs> no love. There it is. And uh, placed it to pick up for 9.15. I got there at 9.30, which wasn't ideal. So I was booking it. I was booking it. I was like, I got to get there. I got to beat the order so it's fresh and hot. And it, so I was cruising down this dirt mountain road for a few miles, and it's great. <laughs> Music blasting, what, taco time the, waiting for was me. Was this the Samish Way location? Yes. <laughs> okay. Randy would know. Just want to confirm. Yes. yes. It's a great location. They used to have breakfast back in the day. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We Ta- saw, we, have we ever done a pod on taco time breakfast? Not really. I mean, I've got... It's not a, lot of inf- not a lot of, you know... I know it came up with you at one point, but uh, maybe, maybe in the have. future. But how, you know, Taco Time is in so many different places, but how different is, like, the South Center Mall Taco Time it doesn't like, exist to anymore. that, you know? Yeah, you're Just not like careening down a mountain road at sunset <laughs> to no. go to South Center. Like, try not to run over people, <laughs> Some people Christmas shopping while I'm late for work. Okay, overall rating for your, your re-Taco Time experience, your first ever time going to the actual location. It was, it was been fantastic. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I have been. Have He'd I gotten been? it here. I, I thought you said you had gotten the Chris Burrito previously. I have had it here, I guess, but I hadn't actually oh, been okay. to. I yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be part of your regular rotation? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that Sandwich Way location, <laughs> right there. I'm Full giving you a Taco Time gift card because these are crazy stories. Yes. <laughs> Full page ad. You're welcome. But yes. what? I mean, what else is in his go-to? You know. That's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> It's all taco time now. Crestos uh, for weeks with this gift card. So many Crestos. Strictly Crestos. I don't know if you've ever tried to pay for taco time on $10. <laughs> it does not go very far. With Crestos, <laughs> yeah. it does. Yeah, you'll get, you'll get six bags of Crestos. There we go. All right, thanks Perfect. so much for joining us again, Ben. We look forward to continuing to follow <laughs> Thank your you so fast much. food journey, which will not apparently be a coating ranch or hot sauce. <laughs> uh, before we go, it is time for a very quick, we got to keep this sh- brief, Never after 10.30 a.m. segment. We had homework from the last talk in Taco Dime to try new McDonald's breakfast favorites. What did everyone think? So I tried the sausage burrito. I'd never had it. It was a solid C- for me. Oh, my God! Oh, wow! Oh. Wow! Damn it, oh. Wow! Did you, did you get the salsa? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the salsa was nothing. I should have brought one of the... I, I know Chris probably keeps these in his glove box. I don't. 
I should have had a better hot sauce put on it. It was just not an enjoyable experience, especially in a world when the Egg McMuffin and the McGriddle exist. Uh, that's got... Uh, <laughs> that was a bingo? All right, okay. take us to the Ferris Cousin I thought Cater. he was agreeing with me for the record. <laughs> bingo, bingo, the McGriddle's great. He's right. Yes, McGriddle's. Uh, and I had a... Sausage, egg, and cheese. We're just going to let this go that he <laughs> defaced the sausage burrito from McDonald's, Why which is I mean, the let, best fast food I'm item. on it. I'm I on it. it. I thought okay, it was kind you. of a C plus. Okay. I'm on it. You two are a C plus. <laughs> I finally had a McGriddle, sausage, egg, and cheese. Even though it trended today as McGriddle, for the record. Alex. He's verified. It is McGriddle's plural. Yeah. I found that out when I, got, when I ordered one. Uh, hated it. Wow. wow. What would you the give a griddle? Grade? What's your grade? Yeah. Well, wow. never after 10:30 a.m. Like they kind have of perfectly good English muffins. I didn't have a McGriddle muffins. for homework because I McGriddles are fucking terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody wants a breakfast sandwich and syrup at the same time. No. Fascinating. Boom. Fuck Was that a good bingo though? <laughs> Was are, are we? Is that a good bingo? Bingo. All right. Good. For the record, that's this oh. that's the second biggest hold on, boo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, you got it, you got it. Good. That is the second biggest boo that Tristan is going to draw tonight. Sausage <laughs> <laughs> burrito's the best item. Oh, so good. Well, I, I wouldn't say the it's the best. The cheese was quite good. I I like the cheese in it. The cheese was the best part of the sausage burrito. Was, yeah, very so yeah. It was a big time highlight. Like, it's all part of the whole it's package. It's mostly cheese. Yeah, the eggs were trash. <laughs> you don't even the like sausage. sausage. The sausage tasted like it was from a school cafeteria. That's what is great about <laughs> oh, the McDonald's no. wow. breakfast sausage burrito. Dig, dig the, that hole. The McGriddles uh, pancakes taste like they're from a all right, show cafeteria. All right, show of woo. Who here prefers the sausage burrito? Not what? a single person. There was so one. What? There's yeah, one. Yeah, you back gotta there. give two <laughs> things on a show. Yeah. How about egg or the McGriddles? <laughs> Wait, or, hold on. let's or, do that again. Let's well, do that McMuffin? again. Egg McMuffin, man. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves an egg McMuffin. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not disputing. I had, I did back to back McGriddles. Then I ate an egg McMuffin, and I was like, I mean, there's no fucking way, you know. <laughs> egg McMuffin's better. I agree of with you. Of course. Yeah, egg McMuffin. Yeah. Can we do that one more time? <laughs> No one more is going to vote for sausage <laughs> Literally burrito. Literally nobody. Sausage burrito. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Just because you have the what microphone doesn't mean it counts for more. McGriddles. McGriddles. Egg McMuffin. There's the okay. power ranking right there. Fair enough. There you go. At home listening audience heard people were pretty excited about sausage burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one guy raised his hand. Very <laughs> <even> loudly. <laughs> All right. I think we've done it. We've talked taco <laughs> time. We've talked McDonald's breakfast. Thanks so much, Chris. We're going to keep oh, Randy yeah. on stage for a second. Chris, go get yourself some pinto bean burritos. There's at least 20. And Tristan's going to the bathroom, so we're going to get into the rundown portion of the Pelton cast now. And that means it's time to talk about the active playoff team in Seattle, as we discussed earlier. The Seattle Kraken won the first playoff game in franchise history. Woo! On Tuesday night in Colorado. Tomorrow, they host the reigning cup champion Avalanche in the first home playoff game in franchise history at Climate Pledge Arena, right down the street from where we are now at Belltown Yacht Club. All right. For a Taco Time gift card, who scored the first playoff goal ever for the Kraken? And Randy, you are not eligible. 
Nope. Tolvanen. There we go. Who had that? James McCann is not a Kraken player. I'd like to go on the record that since someone screamed out, Jared Jared McCann. I don't know where Tristan kept the gift cards. We'll get that. We'll get that for you. All right. Now, in the Kraken playoff spirit, we need to introduce your second favorite segment. Don't freezer burn yourself. We've got Kraken ice cold takes coming at you from Randy. So you want just the facts, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a cold take. The coldest take I can give you is Kraken in five. Whoa! That's it. We rolled into Ball Arena, which they don't even make glass jars anymore. They sold off that business. Wait, really? Yes. Ball Arena is a lie, okay? The Ball Company is the number one manufacturer of metal food and beverage containers, and they're in the aerospace world. They, they They have sold off their manufacturing of glass containers. That is the single most shocking revelation in the history of Kraken Ice Cold Takes. Thank you. Um, so we went into Ball Arena, we shocked the world, people didn't know what, what hit them, and the reason this happened is because we have a deep team, four lines across everything, oh. and, and zero superstars. No 100-point no hundred, oh. hundred scores like Colorado has two. Correct. They have three phenomenal players, right, in Miko Rantanen, uh, McKinnon, and uh, Kale McCarr, Dude Where's McCarr, Okay. And they were all shut down on. <laughs> they, they were they were all shut down. They were they were all shut down on Tuesday night. We went in. We played our fast physical game. We play like a playoff team uh, all year this this season, right? That's sort of Hackstall's thing is like be fast, be be quick. They're a bigger, stronger team. I don't know. We looked really great on Tuesday night. We shocked the world. Thursday night, our fourth period of hockey, our fourth undefeated period of of hockey, we looked great. Um, I switched from root sports. Brandon Tanev did have a goal in that one. Correct. He's, oh, and it was chef's kiss. Like, so good. Yeah, Yanni sorry, Gord. That's, that's for the M segment. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll hold my Italian hand gestures. Um, yeah, no, I was watching root sports and then flipped over to ESPN just to hear them, like, in shock over what happened with the Kraken. And it was a beautiful thing. Like, we love seeing national sports media scratching their heads at why the Kraken were good. And then, you know, the second period happened, and then we had the most stressful period of hockey in Seattle Kraken playoff history in that third period last night. Right opposite two NBA playoff games. It was not ideal timing for me to follow that one. I couldn't have told you the NBA was happening last night, honestly. (laughs) I had my Kraken rum and coke. I was watching game two. I was in the zone. Well, look, if the Kraken win in five, we are for sure going to be a Kraken podcast. Correct. (laughs) And we look forward to more. Cracking ice cold takes. Thank you. I'm, I'm from uh, happy to come back anytime. Uh, quick plug: uh, if you're at the arena thir- uh, tomorrow night and you're looking for Dojoy, they're outside of Section 107. Okay, they're in Climate Pledge there Arena, and that's a mark of quality. I just want to give a shout: the Kraken Dojoy collab. Huge, huge. Thanks, Randy. All right. All right. Wait. Do you have the gift cards? I do. Who won that one? Right up. Right there. Sally All right. Cards. All right, our second sports trivia question for a talking for another gift card. We get so we have more of those, right? Uh, how many players they drafted in the first round do the Seahawks currently have under contract? They've drafted. Drafted by them. They drafted in the first round. You can yell it out. Who said two? Okay. There we go. You seem a little shocked that you said two. 
<laughs> two is right. It's Jordan Brooks and Charles Cross are the only two. There we go. Bruce is not under contract. He was on the roster last year, but he's a free agent now. So, But very soon, the Seahawks will be adding players drafted in the first round because they have two first-round picks, including go. their highest. Since 2009, in next Thursday, the most important Seahawks draft in decades. Thankfully, to help us preview it, we have two of the best pe po people possible to help educate us here. From the ringer, it's NFL draft guru and Seahawks fan, Danny Kelly. <laughs> and from The Athletic, the Seahawks writer, Mike Sean Dugan. There we go. I brought notes. Oh, my <laughs> oh goodness. hello. Because uh, I'm bad at names, and so, in case I forget anything. Is it Anthony Richardson? You can't remember that name? <laughs> Seems pretty simple to me. No? Wait, what? what am I? <laughs> it's a mic. I know. This I, like, well, this I like listened to the pod, and I was like, I have questions, and now I get to ask the both of you in person. That's the, that's the genius of this podcast. Uh, so I figured what we would do is first go through kind of some of the candidates for the Seahawks to take at number five right. with their top pick. Yeah. Also, you, you yeah, are there any open? There. there we go. So we have Danny's uh, capsules of everyone from The Ringer, if you check out their NFL draft guide, which is awesome. Uh, so we start out with Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, your top-ranked overall prospect. Yeah. Tell us a little about him, Danny. He is productive, um, athletic. He's basically like the high-floor, high-ceiling uh, prospect in this class. Productive. Um, Everything you hear about him, he's really like hard worker, character, A plus, um, you know, great length. Everything you want from a pass rusher, he basically just checks every single box. So to me, he's a very safe plus high upside guy. So why might he still be out there at the fifth pick when the Seahawks draft? Teams are weird. <laughs> I don't think he will be there. I mean, probably he won't. The odds are he probably won't. But like checking the drafting odds, King's odds today, there's a decent chance. It seems like. Yeah, I was talking. Uh, I was at the casino yesterday looking at the odds. Uh, <laughs> be, be careful. Uh, well, Some NFL news. Just, <laughs> yeah, just not in the practice facility. <laughs> no, I was, you I hear was, about uh, Jamison Williams? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually looking at some NBA scores. Yeah, or I was betting on some NBA games yesterday. But I was also sure. looking at yeah. the Javante Davis odds and then some draft odds, some future stuff. Uh, and yeah, I think Will Anderson's probably going to be gone. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like the second pick uh, at this point. Certainly a lot of hype about that. Uh, our ESPN analytics team put together sack projections last week. Willie Anderson had the very best projection of anyone in their sample back to 2015. And as you can see, on average, I think this is over his first three years, 40% more sacks than Tyree Wilson, who has the second best projection. And we'll talk about it a little bit Which later. Which means... The Seahawks are taking Terry Wilson. <laughs> no, it's like, don't shit on Tyree Wilson hey, yet. At least he's number two. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the Seahawks have had some picks that were not even on the, on the top 15 <laughs> in recent drafts. pick five? No, not okay. five. All right, our next prospect here, the guy who might be dropping, it seems like, from mm. number two, C.J. Mm. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. Yeah, he's it's, the drop is weird. Uh, I know some people who know some people in the Texans. Right. And like two weeks ago, he was like, he's like, bro, 
whatever this S2 test shit is, CJ just bombed it. And that's before I knew what it was. And then now it's, I think it came out like yesterday. Yeah, there was a story about it. Through, uh, I think Bob McGinn, like the really plugged in draft guy. Uh, and it kind of basically came out that CJ bombed the test. I don't really know how useful the test is yet. It's a small sample. No one does. Yeah, they've only <laughs> been using it for like six or seven years, and it like tests reaction time, uh, processing, all this other. I have no fucking clue. But it was fascinating. He told me that a couple weeks ago. He's like, yo, Stroud might be dropping. Like the Texans might take someone else. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Look at their roster. It sucks. <laughs> like, why would you Why would you do that? Uh, Committed to Davis Mills. Yeah, uh, their <laughs> roster is so bad. Our offense, their defensive roster actually isn't the worst thing in the world. But for people who think the Seahawks' run defense was bad, like, times it by two last year, that's the Texans. Like, the Texans' run defense was even worse. It was actually pretty awful. But, yeah, it's really sad that Stroud's dropping because I think he might be the best quarterback in the class. Maybe not sad for the Seahawks. But yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll see. Right. There's a chance now. It seems like he's going to fall a little bit at least. Uh, Adam Schefter has come out and reported that he doesn't think it's going to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Or he doesn't. Even, he thinks it'll be quarterback, and then no quarterbacks for a while. He didn't really say exactly where, but I don't know how he. I don't know. I don't. I don't know like how he managed to like. Like only one quarterback before the Seahawks. Yeah. What? So like Tyree Wilson, Willie Anderson, and and Jalen Carter. Maybe, yeah, or like a corner. Yeah, maybe. was it Adam willing to bet like uh, Dan Orlovsky? Yeah, or he bet him. I don't. How, how does he source like every team that could possibly trade up? I don't really understand how he knows this. He but. sounded like a degenerate gambler. Because <laughs> <in that laughs> uh, is, is it Orlovsky that he's arguing with? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's, and he's he's going to bet. Like Dan wants to bet that it goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I think. And Adam's like, "Nah, I'll bet you bet like hundred dollars or something like yeah. that." But then Adam's like, "I want odds." I want 10 to 1 <laughs> odds. And if you ever argue with a de degenerate gambler, you know that they, they ask for odds. When it's just like, just you guys, just the homies betting, which is a clear sign that someone needs help. So I let them know that Schefter is like, yeah, for sure, degenerate gambler. Look, we all got to be up on gambling these days. Yeah, that Jameson Williams thing, Jameson Williams thing is pretty sad. Like, it's a huge bummer. It's only six games. I was like, we're fine. Still, I think he loses like 400,000. It's kind of kind of weird that I'm cheering for Jameson Williams still. We, do, we never came up with what our name would be if we were a Lions podcast, except that you said it would just be the Fabulous Pelton Cast. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous Pelton Cast. <laughs> All right, who do we have next? Now we have Jalen Carter. Right. Wow, a little jump. Well, Bryce Young I don't think is going to be out there for the Seahawks. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. These are by Danny's rankings? Yes. Okay. So. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever made these rankings. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to start arguing with yourself, Danny. <laughs> We encourage that. So, Jalen Carter, obviously, like, I, to me, the fact that he apparently showed up out of shape for his pro day right. is a huge red flag. Right. Because, like, the combine to me is, like, if they give you a test and they tell you when it's going to be and all the questions, <laughs> and if you still fail it, like, that's a problem. Right. The pro day is, like, they tell you when it's going to be and you get to write the questions. Right, exactly. And you still failed it. Right. Like, that's a bad sign. I think he was nine pounds heavier, and he couldn't – reportedly, he couldn't finish the drills. Um, and so that's obviously a huge red flag, um, you know, for a, a guy who already had – there was already whispers that he was, like, they had to push him a lot in, in practice and all that stuff. You know, I don't really necessarily buy into that too much because he's so dominant in games. But everything put together, you start to get a little bit, like, just – I don't know if I really want to do this. And, you know, the Seahawks, um, with their history of – you know, taking some of these guys that are a little bit more volatile or whatever, um, high variance. I think maybe they won't go this direction. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I think Jalen really is fucking up. Uh, but 
to his credit, though, he's probably got the best spin doctor of uh, for an agent, which is Drew Rosenhaus, who like is the feature Only of an one HBO one of the princes. behind the scenes thing, which is just fucking great. It's just 12 minutes. If you guys haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's like 12 minutes of Drew Rosenhaus just saying that he's the greatest agent ever and he's going to just break every rule, manipulate and lie to whoever the fuck <laughs> to get Jalen drafted. It's crazy. You guys haven't seen that? Did he say that Jalen was good? That. Uh, he said, well, he used like an example of how far he's willing to go. For first, he was like, I needed to call Adam Schefter to let him know that we're not taking any visits outside of the top 10. That right. way people think he's staying in the top 10, right? Like, I'm sure he called Philly as a, like a backdrop since Philly has, or a backstop since Philly has the 10th pick. Yeah. But he basically, I just basically saying I made the shit up. Uh, and then he used the example of, uh, I guess he repped Willis McGahee back in the day when Willis blew his knee out uh, in college, and he get he's told the in, story in like the BCS, right? Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So he repped he repped Willis, and during the draft, Willis was on camera like sulking, either in the green room or at his apartment, however they had it set up back then. And he, Drew was like, "Fuck, like you're sulking on TV. We got to fix this." So Drew is like sitting next to him, kind of like I am from Kevin, and he calls Willis, and he's like, "Just be on the phone." And then so, uh, so you look less sad. Savvy. And he says that the he says the Bills then called and was like, "Hey, who's Willis on the phone with?" And Drew was like, "I can't tell you who's on the phone, <laughs> with but you should draft him because I think he's about to go." <laughs> and then of course the Bills draft you know Willis McGahee. Wow. So it's like an example of like the shit that Drew's gonna make sure to do that makes sure Jalen does not get past Philly at ten, which is why I say he's got the best spin doctor ever. Like that's pretty. That's sick. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> I think the, the Bills denied that that's why they took him because, of course, they did. <laughs> but who gives a fuck? You took him. So, like, <laughs> Drew looks right. So he And Jalen needs all that, too, because I think it was Mel Kuyper who reported in December that uh, Jalen, it was like how, long, how well he gets along with people was part of that uh, report. And it kind of got shit on at the time, which makes sense because it just looked like, you know, the uh, draft guy just tearing right, down a prospect. Right. But from what I've heard, that's kind of accurate. It's it's tricky because you hear like how he gets along with people and you think all teammates. So if you hear from Jalen's teammates, they're all just like, oh, he's great. Uh, I'll go ask people who aren't teammates and then see what answers you get. A lot of those people aren't on the record unless it's like Kirby Smart or something like that who like has advantage or he's incentivized to <laughs> talk up, right. you know, Jalen. So yeah, he's kind of screwing himself. Uh, I'm not sure how many boards he's still on in the top ten, but like wow. I say, because he has Rosenhaus, he's going in the top ten. It's like guaranteed <laughs> I now. I That's think he is. Sick. I think this he will. It feel, feels very draft day. Like nobody it's came to his birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? I've never seen draft day. What? Wait, you've never <laughs> seen draft day? You host an NFL draft <laughs> podcast? Uh, yeah. Bill Simmons hasn't forced you to watch draft I get, day? I get all the jokes. Why do I need to watch it? It's an like all-time it, rewatchable. <laughs> it, it is a pretty fun watch, <laughs> i got to say. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people You're like Ben Shorsh out here. <laughs> And then, oh, Danny! <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, new biggest shock of Hilton Cast Live. He knows. He knows film. <laughs> cinema. He, cinema major. Cinema. <laughs> uh, something that did get one more thing on Jalen that did get brought up to me from the Seahawks view. It was I think somebody brought it up at like the combine. This is pre pre the uh, the arrest thing because I think it came out while I was at the combine. But they were just like, keep in mind, whoever we draft, we have to give like $20 million up front. And mm. that's the signing bonus for the fifth pick. It's something the Seahawks haven't had to really think about in the past. And owners are all pretty much rich now unless you run the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> so no one really has to worry about like the cash to front these draft picks like they did in like the 90s and shit. Like 
it was a big deal to trade back because so you could afford the, the players. Paul Allen had to like God. guarantee yeah. the signing bonuses of Sean Springs and, and Walter and Jones before Walt, he yeah. bought the team. You yes. have to put it into escrow. And yeah. like, we yeah. don't have that much cash. So Sorry. don't got to worry about that as much now, but that was something to keep in mind. Whether, whoever they take, it's like we're giving you it's a, $20 million. It's a way bigger risk front. than Malik McDowell in the second round. Way big. I forget what his contract was, but his signing bonus might have been like $2 million bucks or something like that. This is twenty. Also, he, at defensive tackle, he probably shoots into the higher ranks of like what those guys are getting paid. I'm obviously, the elite guys are getting paid a ton, but right. I mean, if you're taking an edge that early, that's why I would advocate for like Will Anderson if he's still there. Um, you know. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Okay. That's right. why you don't take a running back that early too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will. Don't worry. That's like <laughs> what I'm rooting they for. Take Bishon Robinson. Jesus Christ! All right. It's chaos. Uh, <laughs> All right, next up, we, we mentioned earlier Tyree Wilson, edge rusher from Texas Tech. They get pretty, yeah. It seems like he's rising now. Like, all of right. a sudden, he's there's very likely to go in the top five. Yeah, I mean, there's talk that the Texans could take him at number two. Um, he is... Well, I mean, they've already tried the Jadeveon Clowney thing, so... There you go. Um, he reminds me of Clowney in the way that he's just larger than life. Like, he's the biggest guy on the football field. Really twitchy, really long. I don't know if he'll ever be, like, a super high double-digit sack guy, but he's definitely going to be, like... You know, racking up tackles for loss, really good against a run, plug him in right away, tone setter on the defensive line, um, you know. And I think he has the upside to develop into a pass rusher, but he's not quite, you know, as developed as, say, as like a Will Anderson right now. Why is this, like, consolation prize of the draft? Like, you have the fifth he, pick, it's great, but also you got Tyree Wilson. He is older. He broke out much later. So he's a great Seahawks-style <laughs> pick. Um, it's worked so well. I mean, why wouldn't we want to repeat that for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's mainly just like the upside there. Um, he's a little bit of like a one-year wonder, whereas Will Anderson's like he did it. He started like he started producing right away. I mean, in 2021, he had like 30-something tackles for a loss, like ridiculous numbers. And then Tyree Wilson is just, you know, again, he's older. He's kind of had a longer, circuitous route through college, and there's worry there. And he also is injured during this process. So another, you know, Seahawks marker there. <laughs> yeah, for something wrong with his foot, I think that it yeah. is. I think it's a foot injury. Yeah. He kind of reminds me, though, of this, like, body type, a little Carlos dunlap like, Right. in terms of the Seahawks comp, because he is huge. He's got that picture. kind of reminds me of that Michael Jordan joint where his arms are stretched out. <laughs> right, right. Like, the Tyree Wilson did that at the combine. He puts his arms out, and it's like he's the type of guy who could touch his knees, like, standing straight up without having to bend over. Like, it, he's. I could see him being a guy who, like, just long arms tackles. If you watch him on tape, he yeah. just, like – it's now it's, he's got moves, but sometimes he's just like, I'm going to take my right arm, put it on your tackle's chest, put him in the dirt, and then I'll probably get to the quarterback. Yeah. I don't know how well he'll be able to do that consistently. Probably as a rookie, might take a little bit, but when it hits, you can see it hitting. And then he also might be one of those guys where teams try to run screen passes to his side. He just, like, bats the ball in the air and then catches <laughs> well, it. Well, that would be very himself. helpful for the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the worst screen team ever. <laughs> Unbelievable. On both sides of the ball, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like Tyree at five. I'd like him a little later after a trade you back. Trade down, but yeah. if you get him, like, again, it's better than a running back. So just stay. <laughs> That's yeah. the mark. We're setting the bar very low. Well. <laughs> we don't better want anyone to be disappointed. Better so, yeah. than a running back. By the yeah. way, I want to shout out. I love the uh, the little icons you have for <laughs> the traits of these players. It feels very yeah, like free Darko those. macro phenomenal almanac <laughs> like style guide. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's all me. Uh, <laughs> I, I did yeah. that. There we go. Uh, that's oh. where it's at. Is <laughs> that the crowd favorite? Do we get another bingo? Bingo. Do we have more T-shirts? Uh, yeah, there's a T-shirt right here. I mean, you have a big. <laughs> We can come trade XL? XL? 
No. XL good, though? All right. I'll, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> but wait, Anthony Richardson? Oh. Yeah. Was that really a crowd favorite here? <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't have opinions. They don't know either. Sorry. Oh, I I want Anthony Richardson to be a Seahawk for sure. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you're on team Anthony Richardson as well, Mike. I friend. am of the quarterbacks available. I just think that if you take a guy, I want. So you're saying if Stroud is gone? Yeah, if Stroud is gone. I like Stroud because uh, Stroud kind of reminds me. Like I was reading Pete Carroll's book the other day. I'm rereading it, uh, the Win Forever joint, and he's like a Bill Walsh kind of disciple dude of like the main thing I want my quarterback to do is throw a catchable ball. Like that's just yeah. the top of the list. And it makes sense because that's like an all-encompassing kind of uh, task. If you just throw a catchable ball, the rest will take care of itself unless you're throwing the scrubs. Uh, and well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You can't say in case you're th unless you're throwing the scrubs uh, without us seeing whether we can get to this video. <laughs> <laughs> this was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in my life. I was watching oh, this, this game. Oh, this is Anthony? Yeah, this was uh, against Florida State. There was a series, let me see, 11 pass. This is like passes right in a row. This isn't like just the whole game. This is 11 straight passes. <laughs> the receivers cannot catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Some of them are not like super accurate. But <laughs> it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> catch uh. the ball. <laughs> This is if you believe in Anthony Richardson. <laughs> this has got to be one of the key reasons just why. Wait, right just here, wait. There's one in the end zone that I literally <laughs> want to throw like my phone out the window. But this one right here. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! You're saying we should draft a quarterback. This was 11 yeah, was, straight passes. Th this was my question, by the way. How does Florida have this bad receiver? I don't You're know. Florida. This <laughs> apparently. So after I tweeted this, a bunch of Florida fans were in my mention saying that. Uh, there was some starters that were hurt, and I was like, thank God, because that is <laughs> ridiculous. Look at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Catch the we've ball. Seen it. We've seen it. It's very sad. Uh, so that's why he had a 55% Not completion Tyler rate. Lockett? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I talked to somebody at the Combine, too, who was like, some of his uh, his accuracy stuff was like overblown a little bit. Yeah. Because they, they also, this was a person who works for a team, not the Seahawks, different team, but also in the NFC, um, who was saying that like they have his adjusted completion percentage a little bit more respectable. It's still only like 62, which ain't great, but it's better than 50, whatever the hell it is right, right, right. now. I would take him. Also, very young, though. Okay. That's actually wrong. He's actually 20.9. Wow! Whoever we, made this website, I gotta has talk to no somebody. Idea. Yeah. Well, we have the data here. So there, the, he would be the third youngest quarterback, I believe, ever drafted in the NFL. Number one, weirdly, is Tommy Maddox. Oh wow! And then Sam Darnold. Oh. And S still in the league. We're booing Sam. Going to be the starter for the 49ers. Yeah. I think we're booing the idea. Of, uh, Trey Lance and Alex Smith were the two others drafted before their 21st birthday, besides Richardson. Or, his birthday. Uh, like I think. Uh, up, I think. Yes, it's in May. Yeah. So with that, yeah, the Trey Lance is a good one because the big knock on Richardson is he's only got 13 starts on his resume. That's usually not good when it comes to like going to the NFL. The you know history bears out that those guys usually don't work out. There's just you have to have more experience. So that is certainly a, a worry with him. But he's also the most athletic quarterback ever. Um, ever. Well, yeah. Excluding well, nobody. Ever. Hold on. Do the verification. Oh, okay. No, no, we're we're, <laughs> we're going to this. This is. Relative athletic Very scores of all blurry. time at quarterbacks. Relative Anthony Richardson scores. is number one. Cam Newton is number two. Dante Culpepper, Marcus Mariota, 
And then Josh Allen isn't even in the top He's like ten. way more athletic than Josh Allen. Josh Allen ran like a 4-7. He ran a, and uh, Richardson ran wow. a 4-4-3. Shouts to Josh McCown scrambling at like 40 years oh. old. I see why now. Sneaky athletic. I yeah. mean, Josh Have McCown was like, like a legit hooper. Yeah. 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 Um, Blaine Gabbard is the most shocking name on this list. So, Besides yes. for the guy I've never heard of. But <laughs> he was probably pretty good. Zach Conkey. Uh, by far the lowest sack rate of any of these Which players. Is huge, huge. And so he's most yards per scramble. Well, he is really good in the pocket too. Like he'll step up, he'll avoid pressure. He's kind of he reminds me a little bit of Big Ben in the way that he will like shrug off eh, pass rushers. Let's not compare him to him. Well, but okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Somebody else maybe. Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, there we go. Um, I like that one. Yeah. And so yeah, like the pressure to sack rate is very low. It's the lowest in the class, which means he's not just getting back there, not seeing what he's doing, and then trying to like run away from pressure or whatever, look at, look at the pressure and coming at him. He's very good at, you know, stepping up um, when he doesn't see it. He's always passed first, too. Like, he, he, he was not, like, a huge takeoff and run type of guy. And the Seahawks are aware of this also. Like, they've seen the yeah. sack numbers from Russell Wilson. I'm sure they were bothered by the sack numbers from Russell oh, Wilson. 100%, yeah. It's, like, hard to run an offense when, you know, the first thing when pressure comes, you just take off running. Uh-huh. Um, this was one of the big, like, knocks on uh, Jalen Hurts when he came into the NFL. You know, he would always bail to the right, like almost every time when pressure would come. He'd It'll bail to never the right. work out for him. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously they coached him up and developed him, and I think like if you know if the Seahawks did take Richardson, put him on a similar plan where you know start out making him a big part of the run game, and obviously he could do a lot with that. Like look what Russell Wilson did when he was a rookie, um, and then from there you start to like develop him, you know, as more refined passer. But he's only got 13 starts, so it's just not there. The other thing about the overall completion percentages, they were pushing the ball downfield mm-hmm. a lot. There was, like, no layups in their offense. Yeah, his uh, 14.5 yards per completion ranked third among qualifying quarterbacks yeah. in Division One. So it was just year. YOLO every time. Like, they didn't have a plan. They're just, like, throw it downfield, <laughs> see what happens. YOLO to bad receivers. <laughs> the receivers just yeah. bouncing off their hands. It was the most frustrating watch <laughs> ever, like, for any quarterback. So, yeah, I love him. I mean, I feel like I came into this process inclined to be really skeptical of Anthony right. Richardson because analytically, is my number one thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's below replacement in the Football Outsiders projections, both him and the other quarterback we'll talk about in a second. But then you see all these other things he does well, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, until morning dip, And I he's going to get a lot better, yeah. too. 13 starts, I mean, he can just get – I was talking to his head coach on Zoom like a month ago and just kept hammering the point. He's like, guys, he's young. He's going to get better. Like I would say that was name dropping, but nobody knows the University of Florida head coach. <laughs> I, I didn't know his name. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I think it's Billy. Some Billy. You were on Zoom with him. He doesn't know. For, a, for a Taco Time gift card, who can name? Billy Napier. That's <laughs> he already won. Yeah, yeah. got fired. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember. I think I, I don't remember if he actually had his name at the bottom of the Zoom because I think he was like. <laughs> you were just talking to a guy. No, because you know sometimes like people will log you in. You sure it was the coach? And it'll be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> Can you like point him out? <laughs> well, he was in. Like got catfish. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually in his car, and I think that so it might not have been. He, wasn't he like was in his car. car. <laughs> Important question: How nice was the car? <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> like one of like, the one of the guys on Twitter with like the sunglasses taking a picture <laughs> in their car. <laughs> <laughs> he had some thoughts on voting machines, also. <laughs> I will say one thing is one thing his alleged coach, uh, <laughs> his alleged Florida coach, man. Because now I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure if it was Billy now. now Some guy was, in Florida. Yeah. Should I pull up a photo? Should I pull up a photo? Oh, that's not gonna help. Oh, okay. sure. no, it doesn't matter. Oh, Billy Donovan sure. is his name. He's Florida <laughs> head coach. 
The guy looked very generic. So that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had any distinct features that would that would have that would have helped. Well, wh- one thing he did say that I thought was interesting. I asked him, "Where would you like to see Anthony improve at the next level?" And he didn't say anything physical. He said, "I want uh, leadership." Is what he pointed to. He's like, "I wanted to be a, like get more of that because that's a big part of playing quarterback too, which is being the guy every day." Like, literally every day you have to lead dudes, not just on the field or in the huddle or whatever. And he just doesn't have experience doing that. And, yeah, he's not even old enough to buy a drink. So that, it's that was something Well, if I you can't about. celebrate being drafted in the NFL draft by buying a drink. That's true. I uh, think you could actually figure out a way. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> buy. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> who do we have next? All right, our last candidate for the fifth pick. No. Will Levis. It's not a candidate for the fifth pick. <laughs> 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 Right, should I just get to the next uh, slide? Everyone <laughs> hates Levis. Whoa, oh, wait. Worst QBRs for top 10 picks <laughs> since 2006 when it debuted. He would be the fourth lowest. Just ahead of Josh Allen. Some though. of these guys are kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt Ryan. <laughs> was that a bingo? I've got an XL shirt right here. <laughs> Jake Locker was on there? Jake Locker is dead last. No, okay, a bunch of Oh, oh, oh very yeah, back yes. there, yes. <laughs> Jake Locker, look, never got a fair shake. Matty Ice, I do not understand how he was not good in college. That was very perplexing to me. I, I, I don't want to give Will Levis credit, but okay. these quarterbacks aren't bad. Well, they're drafted in the top ten. These aren't guys that went in the seventh round that had bad I'm just saying, on. like, all things considered, if there's, like, a 40% hit rate, not bad. Well, I guess we can talk about you some research I You should have found a more damning stat. I'm, I thought that was like damning. Like Ichiro's enough. OPS. Like, oh. there are more damning stats. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you. There are at least three people in the crew. Shout out to Bernie and Boys right here. There, there are right ones here. of us. Yes. Uh, there we go. Some people know what's up, <laughs> and a lot of people still. don't. There we go. We'll so get him back. We will get him back. Yeah. So some research I did on, on the, the sticker? Was Matt Fest on there? <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Don't tell ESPN's Kevin Pelton about that one. We'll, we'll get to it. So <laughs> some research I did was if you use uh, Ben Baldwin's stats site, the stats that are oh, on there, ben completion Baldwin percentage. stats. Come on. Ben Baldwin stats? <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> is, it known, is it known what Ben's site stands for? Running backs don't matter. RBSDM. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it's it's about to be T.E.'s DM. <laughs> well, we, he's, really, he's really on the tight end train lately. I, we're going to discuss that a little maybe too. Uh, so I did some research. If you use completion percentage over expected and expected points added, the results by quarterbacks dra- by where they were drafted. So uh, the average isn't really very important because it's like really affected by a handful of players. So like round three looks pretty good because Russell Wilson is all of that. <laughs> and this is in their first four years in the league, so on the rookie contract. If you draft a quarterback outside the top five, it's 50-50 whether they're going to be even better than replacement level. So not, not great odds. Uh, if you draft, want them to be like 250, 100 uh, points above replacement, which is not a real high bar, it's less than 50-50 if you draft them after the first pick. So drafting quarterbacks is hugely risky. The one interesting thing is like the stars were pretty randomly distributed about or across the first round because you have like Mahomes at number 10, Lamar Jackson at number 32 in okay. this sample. You have a lot of math here that people are not understanding <laughs> in the crowd. But I do want to say what these numbers you have on the screen lead to me to think are 
Anthony Richardson <laughs> with the fifth pick. All Here, right, well, well, let's go over some scenarios for the Seahawks. Here's how I would frame that argument. If you're going to take a guy who has crappy stats, <laughs> take Richardson, not Levis. Oh, for sure. There we go. <laughs> but this is our first scenario. So we're going through the Hello. ESPN Analytics mock drafts. And this is a scenario where the two defensive players, Jalen Carter, goes, and you've got Levis and Richardson and Tyree Wilson on the board. So we are going to be the Seahawks draft room right here with input from the crowd. We're putting in the, we're putting in the pick. We don't need to wait. We're just putting it in. It's one of those situations. You take the card. <laughs> this is the situation. You put it in. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Well, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Danny? Mike Sean? Uh, that's, this is tough. My, my holdup with Anthony Richardson <laughs> is that I think Geno Smith is good. Right. Well, so I think that delays. He's the, good, but he's also 32 years old. Yeah, but he's not a normal quarterback 32 because he spent nine years not taking hits or whatever, or seven years. So it's, it's not like his body's broken. Uh, so I think this is tough. Cause about five years from now. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony might <laughs> I don't think not that's, that's a case for Anthony Richards. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony might not play until like 2025. So would you whatever. trade down here? or would you? Oh, yeah, i definitely try to trade. We don't have teams to trade with. <laughs> we have to make a pick, people. Well, I mean, the other option it? would be Tyree. No. Boo. Oh. People, I thought we put the pick in. I thought we already talked I about it. I mean, I'm, I'm for, in this case, Richardson. All right. All right, we got a consensus on Richardson. All right, next up, if Levis has surprisingly gone in the top four in this scenario. I mean, this could happen. We've got Jalen Carter and Anthony Richardson. Who are we taking in this scenario? Wow, Anthony Richardson still. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who people are talking about might be falling out of the top ten or the – the greatest physical quarterback in the history of the NFL. Oh, wonder who we're going to choose. Might be an interior defensive lineman. Like, are you kidding me? We actually just did a uh, – it's not out yet. I guess spoiler. But wow. we're doing, a, uh, we're doing a, a top ten mock draft on the athletic with all of our beat writers. Uh, unlike our athletic football podcast show. I forget what day it comes out. But we, we have to select the picks in our, like, little Slack channel. Anthony didn't even – Anthony fell out of the top ten. Yeah. Wow, I, I, I think I took. I think they went like this to start, maybe, and I took Jalen uh, with with five, and then he just Anthony just fell out of the top ten. Where are you at on this one, Danny? I mean, I think it's realistic that that happens. It sounds like he could fall a little bit. The, uh, everything I've heard, like Daniel Jeremiah was saying, he hasn't. He doesn't know who the uh, Richardson team is. Like who the floor is? Yeah, and yeah. everybody he's talking Tennessee, to. Tennessee, like, no I feel like is the floor. Like Vegas is like Tennessee is the number one team at eleven. Yeah, possibly. Houston might take him at 12, but maybe not two. But what, what would you do here? I mean, Richardson. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like a fucking – what was the quarterback, Malik Willis, last year? He gets it's going to be like a third, third round. we will <laughs> be like, pick 96. Here it comes. Here it comes, baby. I mean, if he's there at 20, sure, yeah. We, we did ask Ben Baldwin for his take, and he said he would, he would take Richardson rather than trading down, but reserves the right to change his mind if Richardson falls to the third round. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I had a I had a uh, someone in the NFC. This is a different NFC person uh, at the combine. Tell me, like, compare me Malik Willis to Anthony Richardson, and I've never wanted to like hit a coach in the face. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I watched Malik Willis. So I was like, I watched him on like remember that game? I think he started like a Sunday night football game Bro. against the Chiefs. I want to say, and just stunk. It was rough. Like bad. They called up Josh Dobbs from his couch. It was like, hey man, <laughs> the most important game of our season. Josh Dobbs. Like, that's all you need <laughs> to know about Malik Willis. Vrabel got his GM fired because he picked that guy. He, yeah. he, 
Vrabel hates. I still fuck with Traylon Burks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard both of you on separate podcasts talk bad about Traylon Burks. Yeah, I I'm not. A, I, wasn't, I, I, I like Traylon. I Burks. wasn't a fan in real time. I told my homie who covers the Titans, or he used to at the this time. This is so far off base. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, in real time, I was like, bro, because he was like, yo, they just traded AJ Brown. I think that was on draft night. I was like, don't worry, they'll be fine. Just tell them take George Pickens. The kid, uh. I said, just take the kid from Georgia because I didn't remember his name at the time. I was like, I saw that dude take a defensive back and throw him into the first row, <laughs> draft him, and George Pickens is going to be better than Traylon Burks. I like Burks. My I whole like, thing I with like Burks, Burks, Burks is like uh, variable things. You know, walk hard. Wrong kid died. Like <laughs> wrong <laughs> kid died. Like AJ Brown, the apple of his eye got traded I mean, away. He stuck me with <laughs> Traylon <laughs> Burks. Okay, this scenario right here. That's All right, so we've got Carter, Carter Levis, and Wilson on the board here. This is a Carter scenario. Carter. Carter. I don't, I don't think I would I, even take Levis in the first round. Really. <laughs> oh, my God. I really don't think I'm so. I'm good with that. Time. Yeah, I don't think him and, and Hooker. I don't think I would take either one of them in the I first round. I wouldn't take Hennon Hooker in the first seven rounds. I haven't, He's very old. Or second round. I just – I feel like if you – when I, so I'm not a huge quarterback guru, but I am kind of like a – if you got it, I'll see it very quickly. If I watch the film of you, like I don't have to watch like five games to see if you've got it. Yeah. Like if you got it, I'm gonna know by like game two. I'm like, oh okay, there's something here with Levis. I got a few games in. I was like, ah, no, I don't see it. Dude, he has boring tape. Like his yeah. his, his boring his, tape. He was the most boring quarterback to watch. He had I, I think I saw He's from the PFF. intro of tape. He had the lowest <laughs> all all slap singles. Thank what you. Is right Ichiro here. catching strays? Ichiro just catching strays out here. I don't get it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a little more later. <laughs> Just a single. <laughs> it's great. They went 60 and 102. Anyway, this, this is, is a trade down Carter scenario. Pick. All right, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I would, I would take Jalen in that scenario, by the way. All right, what if Will Anderson falls? It's all Anthony Richardson. They're all Anthony Richardson. I'm, I'm Every taking, single I'm one. I'm taking Will Anderson here. I know Danny is. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll take Will Anderson. Anderson in this case. Okay, so the order operations is Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Carter. Oh, but the other question is, what if J what if Stroud is out CJ Stroud? Is Stroud ahead of Anderson? So that's where I get tough. Oh, Stroud ahead of No, I'd take Will Anderson. Stroud or Anderson? Yeah, Stroud or Anderson. Wait, Anderson's gone in this scenario. No. This is Stroud or uh, Jalen Carter. Well, I'm just asking the question here. <laughs> just asking questions. <laughs> uh, Anderson. All right, we're going to talk a little quickly about the options at 20. There it is, right there. That's. I mean, obviously, if he's out there, Thank you, you. got to trap yeah. Jackson Smith. Jason. So projective. If we get a Richardson, Jackson Smith, and Juba, but draft. A Jackson Smith what? That would be perfectly. Oh my God. Perfect pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I keep if, trying to correct If it. that's the draft, all offense, let's go. Uh, if it's not, if he's not out there, say Flowers or Jordan Addison? Oh, I think Flowers is better than Addison. I'm so close on these. I don't I really mean, clearly, know. you have them 25 and 26. Yeah. I think Addison? I don't know. I think my only first-round receiver that I have right now is, uh, is uh, JSN. And then after that... <laughs> After that was, that was Jackson sick. Smith and Jigba. I do know how to say it. And Jigba. I learned it at the, uh, I've been working on it. I learned his name at the fucking Rose Bowl a couple years ago where he just gave Utah like 400 yards. Yeah. The guy just kept saying his name. I was like, I got it now. He kept, you know. Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, so, yeah, I have, I have him as my only first-round guy. Uh, but then I have Flowers after that. Shades of Darnell Mooney. Honestly, <laughs> after, after, the, after like those two, median, it, it kind of – It's fine. Two, no, I like Darnell Mooney. They, the talent gap, I think, is not that wide after, like, the what, whole rest is just right. a cluster. For like, I even have, like, right. Jonathan Mingo higher than a lot of people do, I think. Yeah. I'd much rather have Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, baby. Than Brandon Cooks or Donald Mooney. Uh, no. 
So tight ends we should talk about real quick because Ben we're Baldwin set. has put out there the don't, don't draft fight okay. tight ends in we're the first round. They matter, good. but they don't draft them until the middle rounds. Mm. Do you feel like there's any validity to that? I mean, if you look at the history of drafting tight ends, yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to look at when it's you're also considering drafting a tight end. It's, it's <laughs> also like you have to – the reason I wanted to talk about Darnell Washington is because he is like so unique in so many ways. You know, like a seven-foot wingspan, he's – I think he played literally at like 6'7", 280 last year. He, he slimmed down a little bit for the combine. Um, but his I think just the way he could be utilized in the run game, pass game, um, the untapped potential as a pass catcher. He was the tight end two behind Brock Bowers, who was like probably going to be a top 15 pick next year at tight end. Um, I just think there's he, to me, is the most unique tight end in this group. Otherwise, like I kind of get what you're saying. Like Just wait and take a guy in the third round or whatever. Because that's historically where – a lot of the top tight ends come from, but um, a guy like Washington is just so unique and so big, and, and he's like Gronk, honestly. He like he looks like Gronk out there, mostly. I'm mostly afraid the Seahawks wouldn't know how to maximize that. <laughs> sure. What would give you that impression? <laughs> I'd, be a little, I'd be a little worried about that. Yeah. I do like the Martellus Bennett comment, mostly because I love Martellus Bennett stories because they usually include that yeah. time he told Brandon Marshall he'd fuck him up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Osiris Torrance, would, would you consider him at 20? I mean, I think he's the one, he's the type of guy who'd be like really good for the Seahawks, but also it'd be really boring and pr- people would probably be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> the guard. It's the eat your the vegetables guard. pick. Yeah. I he's good him. though. He's I good. I love Torrance. When I was at the senior bowl, I was like, yeah. the senior bowl was a good experience for me because I had never been and I don't watch a lot of college football until like around that time. So at that point I had really watched no one. So it was, I was really going in pretty blind. So who, whoever stood out, I had no biases about them. So, like, I think – I forget what jersey number he was wearing there, but I kept looking down in my notes like, oh, who – let's say 68. It's like, man, 68's killing it. And I look it up, and he's like this All-American from Florida. You know? But I didn't know that. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this, this guy is standing out. So that was kind of cool. There was a few guys at the Senior Bowl yeah. who were like that, where I had no idea who they were, and I look up, and it's like, oh, this running back had 1,700 yards. No wonder he looks good, you know, today. <laughs> All right, defensive end, there's a few guys out there. You want to talk about Nolan Smith? Yeah. Who presumably is not the same Nolan Smith who played at Duke and was drafted by the Blazers in the first round? Correct, correct. Um, He is the most athletic defensive end at the combine ever. Like, he ran, like, a 4-3-9. Super, super explosive guy. Former number one recruit overall in the country coming into Georgia. He got hurt this last year, so he – Kind of fell off the radar a little bit, but then people kind of remembered who he was at the combine. He's just really athletic, really bendy. Um, everything you hear about him, A-plus character. He's just kind of small, which, again, CX don't seem to mind that. They drafted Bruce Irvin in the first round. Um, so he to, he, to me, is if he's there at 20, I'd be really excited about that one just because he is really explosive. I think he has the ability to kind of drop back, too. Like, he has some untapped potential um, playing in space. He's just so athletic. He, he's literally... If you put DK Metcalf and his, like, combine measurements together, they're, like, almost identical. He's, he's the pass rusher DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's insane. His 40 – I mean, 40 time for an edge guy, not the hugest thing, but, like, I think he ran the f- same 40 time as Ken Walker. Yeah. Which 439, yeah. Yeah, I think Ken ran 438. So, yeah, whatever. Like, but think about that for a second. Ken's fast as shit. <laughs> and this guy's just as fast. And he's – I don't know how much heavier, but – a defensive end. That's nuts. Yeah, I would I would draft him. I wouldn't be mad if they traded back a gazillion times and he's like their top pick. Right. Like I would be yeah. okay with that. 
I mean, if you somehow, we talked about ending up with two picks in the teens, and if you somehow got him and Smith and Jigba with those two picks, maybe not yeah, the worst outcome. That's a win, even if you have to trade up for the, right. one of that's the Right, that's what guys. I'm saying. Use part of what you use to get trading back from five to trade up from 20. I'm very okay with that. I think that, like, that's good players, at positions that matter. Like, I'm, I'm all for that. All right, interior <laughs> defensive line. <laughs> How many players did Danny say? Yes. Here? Well, there were so many more players you sent me in the DM last night. Oh, my God. You didn't specify a number. <laughs> That's another. This is a We have a three-hour podcast, right? <laughs> this is another, like, senior bowl. Didn't know who he was yes. until he popped up. Because I was just like, this guy must have taken, like, a ton of Adderall before practice. Because he just wouldn't <laughs> stop. He just kept – he just had a – Cocaine. He just had a motor. He was yeah. rolling. Because sometimes in the – in the one-on-one drills, what they'll have you do, like, you'll do, like, a rep, and then you'll have to come back and do the rep again. And he was just, like, some guys will walk in between that, and he was just like, nah, do it, boom, run, do it again. Like, he just had energy the whole that time. That sounds like something Pete Carroll would love. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure all the coaches were loving, like, all, the motor part. I don't know about his technique and all that shit. But the <laughs> motor, he was rolling. <laughs> and, and also, motor crucially, is. from Northwestern, he's a local product for the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you see this? Did you see that? <laughs> it was so yes. good. So good. Somebody did, we were talking about it on our podcast, somebody did a draft that was, you could only take local players, and for the two Seahawks players, they took North, <laughs> Northwestern guys. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I kind of think like it's really great. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Northwest at one time in the <laughs> history. All right. So now we're going to go from this, and we're going to do the official Pelton cast mock draft on the ESPN draft simulator. Okay. I have not toyed with the simulator yet. I've been How's your time? You want to do it in front of a live <laughs> podcast audience. <laughs> Two rounds? Yes. Okay. I asked John Snyder and Pete Carroll if they if they do like mock simulators or if they if like they have their own in-house model or if they I want the answer to be yes so bad. Or, uh, well, I asked <laughs> if they use their own or if they use the ones that are publicly available like this or PFF and John was like, we did a mock once in-house, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, they never did it again. <laughs> he was like, it was a disaster. He told me there's like some – this was uh, this is all like uh, in a press conference. Oh. <laughs> Before uh, we get into it, there's the they, – they do the teases of players, right? They'll do like tracks or whatever. P. Carroll's hints, yeah. Yeah, P. Carroll's hints will be like California love. Oh, the, draft, the draft clues are terrible. Is this anything? Does they're this just completely anything? made up. Yeah, they're made up. Pete, Pete, this is just Pete having fun. Yeah, Pete doesn't know who they're going to take. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who the other teams take. Yeah, like, exactly. like one year, I, mean, I think my first year on the beat was 2017, and they had picked like 26. It's like, how the fuck was he going to know the day before <laughs> who they were going to take at pick 26? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Sometimes, true. yes. Yeah, that year they took Malik McDowell, by the way. That was their, fir- that was their first pick. All right, so we're going to start the draft here. But can I ask one more question before then? Okay. Do the selfies with quarterbacks matter, Mike Sean? In what way? Like, do they matter? Like, are does they it, a telling indicator? Does it telling? Is it telling that the Seahawks are interested in taking a quarterback? Oh yeah, no, they for sure are. They told Gino that, like, after the, because you know, when you when you uh, when you lose your final game, I think the, the the collective bargaining agreement means that they they can't take they can't have guys sit there for too long. They have to let them go. So that's why they do all the exit interviews like the day after you lose your last game, whenever that is. Uh, they told Gino at that they were like, yeah, we might draft a quarterback. We might sign you, too, but just so you know, we might take one of these guys. So you think it's real that oh, they take a quarterback? I don't think. I know I know it's real. It's real. doesn't mean they will take one, but I'm it's excited. not like a smoke screen <laughs> to get people to trade up or 
Like it, hey, a little? J- Jody Allen let them borrow the jet, you know, jet, you know, fuel. So I've been told it's not cheap. Uh-huh. Uh, not that I would know. Can't, mi- can't only, melt steel beams. My son only travels first class. We <laughs> know from knows. Instagram. But like Jody let them borrow that shit to fly from like Tuscaloosa to uh, where the hell? Wherever Columbus. Florida's at. Yeah, Gainesville, Columbus. Uh, wherever this guy who was on Zoom is from. <laughs> Somewhere uh, in Florida. Everglades. Jack- definitely Jacksonville. <laughs> Lexington. <laughs> yeah, so she wouldn't have done that if it wasn't legit. Also, Pete doesn't really travel for pre-draft stuff, but he went to all four pro days. Hmm. So that shows you it's legit, too. He wouldn't have just wasted Was he there with do. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter also? I don't think that they attended – I don't think Pete attended George's pro day because they didn't have a quarterback that they would have cared. They're, rever- they're reverse psychologying us. Where they're pretending that they're way too into quarterbacks because they actually are into quarterbacks. So they're gonna it's like, one. yeah, it's like <laughs> whatever, whatever happens was what was happening. Uh, like chess. we will explain whatever happens <laughs> in the end by whatever. It's either they were playing forty chess or they were playing forty chess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's start this draft. You, it's a right click. <laughs> okay, we are on the clock. Bijan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we know Bijan Robinson <laughs> is the pick. Accidentally hit that, please. Okay, so look, look, hold on, hold on. Hold okay, on. so we've had three quarterbacks in the top five. Richardson is not one of them. Have oh, fun with that, Shane Steichen. Okay, <laughs> you just here, here's what you do: you click make pick, yeah. and then you search for Anthony Richardson, the and we're col- good. The Colts are going to get fired <laughs> in that scenario. Are we on board, yeah. Anthony Richardson? Well, then what about on stage? Hmm? Are we good with? Or are we good with? Again, it's a right click on the right <laughs> side. Okay. It's tough because Jalen Carter is so good, and it's not my money. That's not a running back. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still an interior defensive He line. can run, though. Yeah, that's fine. I actually – Ben Baldwin's draft value, interior defensive linemen were not that bad. Yeah, they're, oh, really? No, they're, yeah, they're yeah, good they're not, they're, Bill Barnwell had a piece the other day that they were not that different. The Seahawks from should know the value of interior defensive right. linemen. They played Aaron Donald every year. <laughs> we're back on the board, and Jackson Smith and Jigba has gone at what? pick 18. Damn it. God damn. Well, I mean, Jameson up. Williams was well, just yeah, suspended, they, so yeah. they need a wide receiver. Imagine getting suspended six games because you bet on the Iron Bowl from your locker. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things in that scenario that I cannot imagine. <laughs> He's losing $400,000 because he probably bet on Alabama to, like, cover. The like, betting on the Iron Bowl piece <laughs> is the easiest piece for me to imagine. <laughs> That's, that was just no. I read that this morning. I was like, that's insane. after being at the casino last night to wake up and see a guy get suspended for gambling. I'm like, fuck. That the rules suck in the NFL. No one says All right, Torrance is off the board here. Really? Where do you? Nolan Smith is Nolan Smith is gone. Torrance went 12. Ah, uh, Bijan Robinson's gone too. <laughs> I feel like this is a trade down scenario. How do we Wait, feel about no, trading down, on, guys? Just make a pick. We can't, it's, it takes like 45 minutes to trade down on here. We have a podcast to get to. <laughs> Doug, we still have to choose. Now Seattle's we're in a rush. Donut. All right. Make a pick. Just set the world on fire and take Brian Branch. What about this right here? We didn't take a pass rusher. Oh, I'm not a cancer What about guy. Miles Murphy right there? Eh. I'm not a Murphy guy either. Okay, sorry. Sorry about <laughs> proposing that. Anybody else have some suggestions? I love, I love Brian Branch. I just can't take him. Well, we got to take somebody, so... How do we feel about Cancy? Hainer, is he still out there? He has, he has historically short arms. <laughs> <laughs> do with do, you got to know how to use Cancy because, yeah, he's not like the typical defensive tackle. He what has 30-inch arms. What about Zay Flowers? Is it too much to go all offense? No, that's fine. 
That that's tough. That. It's like I would probably take Michael Mayer right here. I would too. No. But then you have like this really bad defense, Dog. and you take two offensive <laughs> players in the first round. What defender do you want here? Uh, is scroll down because we know that's what the CX are doing. Yeah, yeah, they're scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is rough. <laughs> the first round. This then. is not a good scenario. It is not. So Brian Brissy's gone too. Yes. Fuck. Felix? Yeah, you got to call the Packers and trade down. He is there. In what is, would they would they take a corner in round one this year? No way. Pete told me that the, them not taking a corner higher than Shaquille Griffin is not like it's not like purposeful. Yeah, yeah. said so it's not an indictment of like the cornerback position in the draft right. or whatever. He was just like we just haven't. But sometimes uh, history and they haven't matters. really. They've they drafted in the first round like seven times. Yeah. yeah, well, they haven't also passed on too many good guys. They traded out of the pick that became Jair Alexander, and I believe they passed on Trey White. Kevin King. Oh, that was a great passing on Kevin <gasps> King. That was smart. <laughs> Go Cougs! I kind of feel like cor- corners like a we are begrudgingly okay with Abe Lucas. I feel like this we is have a trade to actually down scenario. Make a we pick. Have to the clock is ticking, people. It's, <laughs> it's taking us longer to debate than it would to you trade can, down. You can edit this out, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it would have. We should call the Giants. Can you decide who you call? Yes. <laughs> yeah, call the Giants. Oh. They have pick 25. They need a receiver. Okay, yes, he, right. knows, he knows this by heart. Yeah, we there we go. go. Yeah, we get All right, we've traded down. All right, same guy. What a good <laughs> no, it's all the same guy. But we're, we have an extra third round pick that we're not going to use in this trade. Mark. How do we feel about Zay Flowers now? We can also call the Eagles, too. They don't, they're not going to use their pick. But <laughs> Oh, this is bad. I mean, I, I just vote, saw the Dan, Diane Henley video the other day. I'm, I'm kind of in on him now. Oh, Dan Henley? Yeah. Oh, go Cougs. Absolutely. Who's that? I don't like what I'm hearing. The best I'm linebacker in the draft. I, this go Cougs business is not great. He's small, but I. <laughs> he's, he's, two, he's like 230. Danny hates all of these people. 237 pounds, and he's like 25 years old. Oh, boy. That sounds like a Seahawk. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have to make oh, a pick. Oh, we could again. take Mozzie Smith? He didn't go to Wazoo, did he? Mozzie no. Smith? No, he goes to uh, Michigan. Oh, take Khalil Ringo uh, out there right now. Atatama Atabari. Yeah, there we go. All right. Out of war. Take him. Sure. Who are we taking? We're taking a player who's 50 thir- 51st oh, right now. I feel like we can get round. this guy at 32. Wait, right? I'd rather take this Drew. Is so accurate. I'd rather take Drew Sanders. Is Drew Sanders? Zay the Flowers is there. We don't <laughs> care about this. <laughs> we just take Zay. <laughs> we uh, need to move on. <laughs> all right, yeah, take, take Zay Flowers. Take Zay Flowers. <laughs> Who is the Seahawks' third receiver right now? Anybody? Anybody? Like, I can answer as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Out of boy, I win. Nobody answered. Uh, Dariq Young. Yeah. Miles Murphy is still okay. There. I think we're good with Zay Flowers. Miles oh. Murphy is still there. Yeah, I wouldn't. Att- I, I'm not a big Miles Murphy guy. Where are Juju we at? Are we gonna take Washington all, all offense draft? Oh yeah. Oh, is Tip? We should take Joe Tipman. Tipman's there. John Michael Schmitz. All offense draft. Let's do it. Okay. At least there's an offensive lineman. Yeah, definitely gotta take Tipman. Who do we take? Joe Tipman. Okay. <laughs> All right, now we're waiting for pick 53. This is the part of the draft where I'm so furious with every player that gets drafted. Darnell is They're still awesome. there, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take Darnell. Take Washington. Washington. Another offensive player? <laughs> <laughs> I would take John Domingo. This is the official Feldenkast <laughs> mock draft. Oh, man. 
Oops, all offense. I mean, Keon White right there is a perfectly good pick. He's old. He's, <laughs> he's old? He's another old guy. He's really big and physical. There's oh. no way Pete Carroll lets them get to pick 52 without drafting a defensive player. I love Keanu Benton. That's my guy. Yeah. All right. I do Let's like do it. I love Benton, too. I traded up for him in one of my mocks. I think he could be a first-rounder. Well, our most exciting pick of the day was Keanu <laughs> Benton. Uh, <laughs> Diane Henley went. <laughs> Everybody, who's hyped on this draft? <laughs> <laughs> we got a third rounder too, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, this would not this would not hype up Clint Hurt at uh. all. <laughs> at all. Well, hopefully the Seahawks will have the draft board fall better for them next Thursday. I think what happened to us at twenty is pretty realistic. Where yeah. there's just a lot uh. of guys that you like, but you you feel like you should get, be getting better value than. That at 20, though I think that 2018 is like the, still the funny example that, you know, they're at 18. They trade out of the pick that becomes Jai Alexander to jump to 27 to take Rashad Penny. So it's like, it, it, that just whiffed. Yeah, it was What rough. is this scenario? Worth it. What? <laughs> That's what happened in 2018. Something is happening where they draft Rashad Penny again? But oh. the important thing is I that they, they didn't Penny. draft, <laughs> they didn't trade Earl Thomas that night, which was news to you wandering the streets of L.A. You know what? Technically they not a Pelton probably should have. Uh, yeah, well, they should have. Yeah, they got, they, they got. I think they got a third round comp for Earl or something like that. Yeah, but then he like broke his leg, flipped off Pete. That yeah, was really fun. That was fun. We all wanted to do it. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Whoa! Someone else was there. You got a word. You got a word that differently. Wait. Someone else. Okay, if there's one player, Danny, that you would love for the Seahawks to take in this draft at pick five. Can I get by show of show of applause for a for a talking taco time T-shirt? Who can match what Danny is going to say right here? Is it Jalen Carter? <laughs> wow. <laughs> who you who if you think you're going to match Danny's answer? Oh, so I'm supposed to think of one. Okay, think of one. Got it. Is it Jalen Carter? No. Literally, nope. Wow. I hope you say Jalen Carter so bad. <laughs> is it Will Anderson? Yes. yes. Is it Will Levis? That was just trolling. Nobody. No, he's not going to say Will Levis. Come on. Is it Anthony Richardson? Okay, Danny, who is it who you want? Num at ideally, realistic scenario, fifth pick happens. Who? Uh, uh, Tyree Wilson? Yeah! Uh, that guy right there. He has a T-shirt. Okay. Danny, who's the player? Uh, Will Anderson. Right there? There right. you go. There you go. That's the, that's the ideal. Wow. I think realistic. You really meant to say Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Richardson, but that's okay. In my heart of hearts. Except for he might be a third rounder. Who knows? Anthony Richardson? I mean, I didn't think Malik Willis was going to be a third rounder last year. They're very different players. You have but to bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But not from the Anthony Richardson at 20, Will Anderson, five. That is the pure ideal right there. <laughs> yes. I like what you have. You have. What are you drinking, Danny? Jackson Smith and Jim, trade back that, up into the give first. Me, give me him. Give me him. That's all I care about. I want three first-rounders. There we go. I all had, right. I had a mock with three first-rounders a couple <laughs> months ago. There you okay. go. They trade back up. Who'd they get? I traded back up with the Eagles to get Zay Flowers at 30. There you go. Yeah. I forget who I took. I think I took Jalen Carter, Osiris Torrance, and, Flo and Flowers. I could live with that. I'm into it. I'm a decent G I'd be a decent GM. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you get you, you got like to, you two didn't or have three to negotiate guys with right anyone though you were negotiating with yourself yeah well I also do like a fun exercise at the athletic is doing our beat writer mock drafts because then you actually are negotiating with another person who has intimate knowledge of the team sometimes like I got coworkers who talk directly to the GM they cover so they like 
have intel, like know the team's needs. Those are those are kind of fun. I got fucked over like in a mock draft like two years ago. How many of them are pancake eating motherfuckers though? <laughs> 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 yeah, Daniel, that's a joke from the movie Draft Day. I thought you got all the references. I, I, I understood the reference. I don't <laughs> Did get you? it. I don't really get it. <laughs> anyway, the, the last piece was a kick return. <laughs> that this was all the, I cared Is this about. the no matter what movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony no Richardson, no matter what. <laughs> all I right. Get I get it. On that note. Mike, Sean, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. All right, it's almost time for your favorite segment. But first, Coach's Corner. <laughs> but first, let's do a little more trivia. Okay, wow. All right, before Jared Kilnick, who was the last Mariners player to homer in at least four consecutive team games? All right, we're going to accept Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy homered in four consecutive games, but they weren't four consecutive team games. Who said Tom Murphy? He had Murphy? a day off in between. I can't, I can't throw this to you. It'll never. So, someone <laughs> come. It's never going to make it to him, but I do believe in myself. Uh-uh. There we go. Uh, you'll, you'll I said Tom Murphy, too. This motherfucker here said some random answer. I did not say a random answer. It's a much more famous Literally player than Tom Nobody in the crowd Tom Murphy. said the answer you said. It's, it's not. It's more it's, recent than Nelson Cruz. No. Also an outfielder. It didn't happen. Haniger, yes. Who was that? That didn't happen. It did happen. April 20th to 23rd, 2018. It's on Baseball Reference. It happened. <laughs> that was a pretty good throw. That was a Kellenic-like throw right there. Thank you. Woo! Hell yeah! Woo! And now... Careful, everyone, in the first few rows. Don't burn yourself, because we got live Mariners hot takes coming at you. With a special PowerPoint dedicated to our favorite Frosted Tip son, Jared Kalanick. Three RBIs tonight? One RBI. Hey, the you have baseball or Mariners? And Kalanick had all five RBIs? Seven. The best left-handed hitting Mariner since Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> Kellenic's swing looks even more like Griffey's than I look like Leo Messi. There it is. Come on. That's a photo of Tristan. I don't know when he got the sleeve. And look. Might be. Look. I know what you're thinking. I understand who you're thinking about. But if I'm being honest, not like talk hot take style here, I really love the player that you're thinking of too, or whatever. I really do. Hall of Fame bound Mariner from the 2000s. I, honestly, he's one of my favorites. There we go. Robinson Cano. <laughs> He was a really good player, and honestly, his career led to Jared Kellenick, so thank you. But, but, if we must compare, Kellenick's current OPS 
is more than 100 points better than Ichiro's career high OPS. There's a lot of emotions happening. They are giving people MVPs for seasons like this. They are putting people into the All-Star game for 10 plus years for the season that Jared Kalanick is putting on right now, right in front of your eyes. I love, I love, yeah. <laughs> Might be pretty waspy. And he's playing better defense too. Do we have this video loaded? No. That's <laughs> gonna take too long catch? for us to load the Did video. Did you see that catch? Ichiro could never. But why do we love Jared Kellenick so much? I? We? <laughs> he went to that next slide very quickly. You know, I say, to truly care about something, you have to see the darkness. With Kellenick, you merely adopted the dark, but he was born into it, molded by it. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I have to flip to the next, <laughs> next note card. I've defended this man so fucking much. It's like he's one of my 10 to 15 children. I've seriously, I swear to God, I have said stuff like, he's just about to figure it out. His process was great on that strikeout. You should have seen the exit velo on that flyout. It's like Jared Kellenick is one of my 10 to 15 children. In fact, no, he is one of my 10 to 15 children. And you know what? He's my favorite. He is my favorite. Jan's trying to take a photo. That's Grandma, Grandma Jan right there, desperately trying to take a photo of the slideshow. There's no other way for her to get a photo of this. Tough beat for your actual children. Like, they're not 21. But when J.K. said, that's not quite my tempo, he started going whiplash on AL pitchers. There is now a player from Seattle playing so well that ESPN's Kevin Pelton just voted for Walker, Walker Kessler instead of him for Rookie of the Year in the NBA. That's right. Do you three get this? as the Italians in the room. <laughs> yeah. He voted for Walker Kessler. This happened. <laughs> he is. I, I, I'm glad there was one other one. <laughs> he did this. <laughs> but with a lineup that includes the best young hitter in baseball and Julio Rodriguez, plus Luis Castillo and the rest. We gotta think of a more efficient system than these note cards next time. Just know, <laughs> like this is efficient. Just know, in October, when you see this image, <laughs> that when Jared Kellenick saw the light, he was already a man. And MLB pitchers, it was nothing but blinding. <laughs> That's the best hitter in baseball right there, people. That's him. Oh, boy. I thought you were going to get booed a lot more on the Ichiro stuff. It was no. really during the Seahawks segment that you got booed more for Ichiro. A lot of people agreed with me. I heard, I heard dozens of people A lot of person. One last trivia question to get us in the mood for our That's final good, segment. because I only have one more gift card left. And, and members of the Pelton Carcino family cannot answer this. Wow. 
What type of donut was invented by the Pelton brothers, as we discussed? Wow, that was Who called instant. that out? It's Bud Knight. Invented by the Pelton uh, brothers. Again, Not yeah. us, Alan people, Bob People Pelton. who are answering the question should be a lot closer. <laughs> that, no, no, no. You're going to take someone out. You've got to just run it down. What? I'm going to flick this all the way? <laughs> I'm not baby fantasy genius. I can't do that. I'm not one of my own ten. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Wow, it went all the way to the bar. Everyone signed the release. Thing. I was too powerful. That was actually quite a flick. That was quite a flick. Everyone signed the release. That there's no liability if you're hit by flying Taco Time gift cards, right? All right. To help us choose Seattle's best donuts, we had to turn to someone whose rankings we consulted in putting together our search list. Please welcome back to the pod the author of Washington's Great Taco Time Divide, Divide Alicia Vermillion. She's really, Seattle she Met really shocked at the experience she's brought herself into. <laughs> who, here, who here was on the anti Ichiro tip? No. Yeah. Put the microphone you could buy a shirt for $10 after. All right, you so don't even deserve McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> we have reviewed 17 local donuts over the past three and a half months. We have already chosen Seattle's best donut, <laughs> singular, the flower box. But because of the fact that it's a 45-minute to an hour-long wait, and they only serve one type of donut, <laughs> I successfully argued that they can't be considered Seattle's best donuts, plural. Do you agree with this, Alicia? Yeah. Oh, that's a, I mean, that's I a think, very I think, it, I think it would hold up in court. Okay. okay. It's right up there with Jake One's case for inventing the crisp chicken burrito. <laughs> we have also crowned, crowned Chuck's Donut, Seattle's best old school donuts. Okay. Shouts to Chuck's Donut. And then we have chosen three finalists from a perfectly normal bracket. <laughs> Find a new slate. <laughs> Those finalists, of course, being Ninth and Hennepin, Dojoy, which graciously Woo! provided tonight's donuts. That would not stand up in court. <laughs> There's a little bias. And Top Pod. <laughs> not Top Pod at KOC. Did not make the top three. Did not make the top 17. Maybe, maybe Fine grocery top store, though, if we're being honest. Just not their Top Pod donuts. All right, Alicia, tell us a little bit about your experience with each of these three locations. Wait, are, you mean her... Donut no, I'm sorry. Yeah, your donut credentials besides writing a list of Seattle's best Not the best vendettas donuts. I have against the owners of any of these spots. No. Um, Do you have vendettas against the owners of some <laughs> no, of these right. spots? <laughs> no, uh, that's a different podcast. Um, it's actually oh, this wow. exact podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to go. I'll start with donut Top Pot. I've been there. Do not go here, actually. <laughs> wow. I'm familiar. No, um, I am the, the cake donut lobby has its hooks firmly into me. So I'm um, very <laughs> so spent lots of time there. Uh, but actually I went back yesterday because I really only get the same cake donut when I go there. Do you want me to talk about just in general or am I talking about my Specific in general, you did, general yeah. okay. you did your own ranking of Seattle's best donuts. Is that right? Yeah, not a ranking, not a but list. You know, a, a list. Okay. Ye old list. You were like Seattle Times. You ripped off the Pelton cast. Yeah, I understand. Thank ahead you. of time. <laughs> yes. We we ripped <laughs> of time. Sometimes Seattle Times does it ahead of time. Sometimes they do it after. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I feel like yeah, top pot. Obviously, it is pretty fundamental to living here. 
Um, Dojoy, obviously pretty new. I went to the one on Capitol Hill. I love the tiny donuts you get on your straw when you oh, order yeah. a drink. I mean, done, like that, they just win, that's it. Um, I'm not a, pre actually I remember when I was there, the guy in front of me just lost his mind that it was vegan. I think the one at the <laughs> counter let him know and he was like, no, no. No, which I feel like is a pretty strong endorsement for a vegan donut when a guy is pissed that he's been <laughs> eating it and, you know, not aware. Um, and then uh, I've had Ninth and Hennepin twice, once on my own and once at your house when I interviewed you guys for the Taco Time story. Thank you. That was very classy of you. Um, I feel like just it's such a... Sucking up again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Getting that, like, hot container that container of warm donuts in your hand for them like you suddenly realize like oh every other donut i've eaten isn't warm it should have been um, so yeah i guess i don't know that that's you know that's where i'm coming from that's my starting point all right tristan do you want to go first in, in making the pick here are we are we going straight in the picks i mean do we have anything else to discuss here is that it we're just like this is <laughs> This is the one I like, but I mean, you just did a whole draft for. <laughs> Do you want to talk about at, at a one way, at a quantum again? Yes! <laughs> so, anyway, Zay Flowers' favorite donuts are. <laughs> I, I. Are we, we're getting into this. We're doing this right now. I, I mean, do, do you want to talk more about the experience? <laughs> do you have any other donuts? I guess my question for yeah, you. Yeah, before, before oh, yeah. I was sad about Good Day. I thought Good Day, if I were making a, this. A good tough day mission. Would, yeah. There's a lobby. There's a Good Day lobby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we sort of ended up with, I, I, I guess I'm curious your thoughts. We ended up with Top Pot versus Good Day. Mm -hmm. Top Pot had the consistency. Good day was it good. I, I think their highs might be higher. Than As the promised, is that making it the Anthony Richardson of donuts? You called it a rising star. He's, he's the best quarterback in the history of time, but better than Josh Allen. But I, Top Pot had the consistency, and I think that was where we had to push Top Pot to the finals. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. And then um, raised donuts, I think, also was wonderful. Raised donuts and cakes. I, I was a really big fan. And we learned, so we went on a Monday the last time and then learned that they only do filled donuts on the weekends, mm -hmm. which was a key thing to Everyone's learn. Everyone's got their weekend special jam. I actually really like raised donuts and cakes. I think the thing that we found was with donuts was the thing that you're really looking for is the sort of crunchy outside mm -hmm. and the soft inside. And I think raised donuts and cakes had, had the very soft inside. It's a little soft. And I think that's one thing that top these. I mean, we're talking about Seattle's best donuts, yeah. and <laughs> the the caliber has to be pretty high. I guess my question for you is about Flower Box. However, mm -hmm. when you talked about them for Seattle Met Magazine, were they Seattle's best donut? So again, I'm coming at this from a p point of cake donuts, uh -huh. and those brioche donuts I think are astonishing. And like the the technicality of it, the cool flavors. I do feel like that is, and I feel that like she is so lovely, and I feel like just had no idea what she was in for with these crowds. You know, no one is asking for their donuts to be that difficult to get at. Um, it's, I would say empirically, as empirically as you can be when talking about donuts when you're personally a cake donut person, I, I think that's it. That's okay. maybe the strongest testament to the flower Right, donuts. yes, that's, that's correct. If you're not a full yeah. donut person, yeah. you still think it's the best donut. Is there anybody in the crowd who's been to Flower Box before? 
No. Not, a, not an enthusiastic <laughs> response. Would do you agree it's Seattle's best donut? Oh, easily. Easily. Trying three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm happy to hear that. I just I wanted to hear that that feedback of one person being like yes, because yeah. we just we took them off the bracket, right? It was one of those things. But not because of anything wrong with them. It's just a question of they were too or, good. Are they available enough to be Seattle's best donut? Now you could ask that same question about Ninth and Hennepin. Yeah, like that's what I wanted to get into is the Ninth and Hennepin. Let's get into it because it's only open. <laughs> they, they're open Thursday we're through Sunday. We're friends and podcast listeners here. <laughs> Truck Tuesday, and each week the flavors are different. Now, to me, the reasons it was eligible for Seattle's Best Donuts, number one, there are pretty consistently, there's going to be a cake donut, there's going to be a filled donut. You know, there's a variety. So if, if what you like isn't filled donuts, then you've still got an option there, unlike at Flower Box. And even though you have to, you generally have to schedule it ahead of time, that's easy to do. It's not like it's, you know, you have to schedule oh, yeah, it months in advance. No office to go to, no life to deal with. We're just we sit at home and we type about basketball. I mean, there and are then we show up and buy donuts. That's all of us. Everybody's life is exactly the same. I think this as is yours. the first time I've ever we been just, there. We on literally a sit at home. We 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 drool over Walker Kessler videos, <laughs> and then we go buy donuts that we've ordered ahead. Yeah. So I understand. It's a universal life that you lead. They're open on the weekends. <laughs> But it's not like you have to play. It's not like Moto Pizza, and you have to put a right. reservation three months in advance and figure what out what you think about Moto Pizza. Like we, refresh your browser. I kind of weirdly hate Moto Pizza now because of its availability. Yeah. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is it good? All right. I mean, I'm sure it's All really right, good. God otherwise, they wouldn't be this long away. That's why May, T-Mobile Field, T-Mobile Park. We're gonna get there. I heard the. Has anyone had it at the? It's not open. Yet. It's not open yet. Oh right. I tried to go opening okay. day. And okay. was quickly disabused to that notion. Right. I'm, I'm very curious. The people at Climb Up Lunch Same. Arena thought we should do best arena food. And I said to them, get a basketball team and then we'll talk. <laughs> Wait, did but they? Earlier. Earlier. Wait, we'll did conversation. they? Sorry. Uh, Randy was embarrassed. But <laughs> anyway, we'll have a conversation when there's a basketball team. Right now, we know that the best arena food is taco time. When it was at. <laughs> but not Dream Sounders games. <laughs> Speaking of things you cannot obtain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right, so Taco time is very unattainable. So where do you, where do you stand so on this? Seattle's mm, best of donuts. Yeah. So, t- okay. Ninth and Hanneman to me is like the exact opposite of everything that is a donut. It is not something you can grab at your convenience. <laughs> it is not something that's sitting waiting for you. You know, it is fried to order. You know, you drive to it. It's very bougie. Maybe um, not the exact you opposite. Know, but it's... <laughs> There are things that are more opposite a donut than a donut. <laughs> <laughs> but like philosophically, okay, this yes. is a donut that sort of it, it's not Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. But it's so good. Like my God. The like he I feel like if they weren't as amazing as they are, the whole thing would be preposterous. And <laughs> like it really is a testament to I think how good and also just the creativity. Like how often does he repeat anything? Like he doesn't even repeat the font that he yes. posts on Instagram <laughs> with. So this week's recipe. Big font over here. <laughs> this week's recipe, w- or this week's uh, menu, was a ricotta cake donut with roasted pears, fresh thyme sugar, espresso flavored cl- flavored cake donut, spiced condensed milk glaze, filled brioche cranberry curd, apricot ginger glaze, honey roasted rhubarb fritter, Grand, Mar- Grand Marnier glaze. Right, but like you don't have to be into Grand Marnier glaze. I mean, it's very it's good even if you're not like a you know into highfalutin. 
donut flavor. Just yeah, you know, I got asked on a podcast earlier this week what was like the least relatable food I was into, and I guess the answer is Night the Night of Probably Flower Box, to be honest. Uh, you have to wait in the line for 45 minutes to get it. <laughs> but, but I guess to me it's just if we can get into the voting. you got to hold your microphone closer to your mouth. If we can get into the voting. I, Ninth and Hennepin are phenomenal donuts. There's no question that that's the case, right? The, these are, we are talking about the highest possible quality of donuts. I went to New York City. I had their donuts trash the entire city, <laughs> right? Right? I have people in the crowd who agree. New York City donuts fucking suck. But you went to two donut sucks. I mean, You're did anyone say New York City was a donut capital to Look, begin with? It's just a big city. Yeah. I, w I went to New York <laughs> and Brooklyn. You said their pizza sucks. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't. <laughs> yeah, their pizza sucks too. No, I don't. I do not agree with their. I pizza. might want to go to New York. I at feel some like point you guys need life. to start doing hot pizza takes on this podcast. We can't. We have a we have a very good sponsor. <laughs> lovely people. And that Pagliacci got devoured before Seattle's the show started. Best pizza, no doubt about it. Everybody agrees. <laughs> I've never heard of Zeke's actually. <laughs> I've literally never had a Zeke slice. I'm not even joking. Wait, and really? I would. I have never, and I would never. But what I will say to you is that Ninth and Hennepin are extraordinarily great donuts, right? Every every bite you have is amazing. But I think that the, the, the deck is a little bit stacked to Ninth and Hennepin because every donut that you have from Ninth and Hennepin has been freshly warmed. It's been very good. It, it's just not in the way that we're ruling out Flower Box for Seattle's Best Donuts. I think Ninth and Hennepin kind of sits on that edge. I agree it, it's on it, the edge. It teeters in a way that you can't just pop in there, grab a dozen donuts, and or 50 in today's case. <laughs> yeah. Bring them Thanks into your the office job. and have donuts. And that, to me, is what the search is ultimately about. And, and really, I think Nathan Hennepin is great. I think if we were judging Seattle's best high-end donut, I might give that classification <laughs> to Nathan Hennepin. But – sorry, donuts. <laughs> but well, General Porpoise has been ruled out because they're worse than Flower Box. <laughs> same type of donuts. This is where this is where we end up at. General Porpoise, same type of donuts as Flower Box, but they're worse, so they're gone. They're out, they're out of the Royal Rumble. But they got tossed out the ring. I paid forty six dollars for two donuts. <laughs> that's, but that's the thing about Knights and Hennepin. Their donuts aren't even that expensive. They're three dollars each. They have donuts that are an uneven price, and I still paid for it. But <laughs> Dojoy is the best of all worlds. Dojoy is like Top Pot, but a higher quality, vegan, dairy-free. Every single donut that they make is perfect. They're creative, they're inventive. Everything that they do, they have, they have the jalapeno donut that they had this week, right? They're opening up the, the studio space of what a donut is, and they're readily available. That, to me, is the perfect mixture of what we were looking for in Seattle's Best Donuts. And that's why, to me, Dojoy is Seattle's Best Donuts. So Tristan has made a completely reasonable case here. And I'm going to disagree with him. Just, like, the inverse of it, basically. Like, I, I think for exactly the reasons he says, Dojoy is amazing. They're my biggest revelation of the search. I had never had them prior to this. 
and they have immediately shot to a strong number two in my power rankings. Like, I honestly don't actually think it was all that close in the end between Dojo and Top Pot for me. Like, Dojo was that much better. Top Pot's ruled out. And as I said to, as I said to Zach on the pod this week, like, it makes you wonder, do we even re- need non-vegan donuts if you can make vegan donuts this well? But then you go to Ninth and Hennepin and you realize the answer is yes. Because they are just on another level. It's like playing a different sport. And they are because of the fact that, as you say, everything is individually made. It's a totally different operation than going in and getting 50 donuts from them. Which, again, thank you to them. So is your but pick is your pick Ninth and Hennepin? But my pick is Ninth and Hennepin. All right, Alicia, so you're the deciding vote here. I just want to say... If you pick say... Pot, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say I actually, like, I would put... Dojoy for me, the bottom th- of the three, just <laughs> so. <laughs> I know, blasphemy. Hear me out. I know. Well, wow, I'm we found an even more shocking take than Tristan's Ichiro take. <laughs> wow. <laughs> even more shocking than Ben never if having had McDonald's. Did the, did the Mariners win? They won. Yes. yes. Hell yeah. Kellen, Kellen had a I will say, I think they do a fantastic job for what they are. That brioche is so light. Like, if I'm eating fried dough, I want to wallow in it. I want to immerse myself in it. I want to be really de- – and they're so – they're almost – it's like too, too – it's that structure when you're not working with egg and you're working with coconut oil or whatever it is they're doing. It's just so – like that mouthfeel, to use a terrible word, um, is not great for me. But we'll I do think it. their flavors are – their flavors are cool. They're like Soft almost bread. like ice cream. I feel like it's hard to come up with stuff that Wet is bread. different but isn't gimmicky or stupid. Um, and they, like, I don't know, they do a great job. But, yeah, for me, it's Ninth and Hennepin. I, I think I forgot to say, actually, my ultimate tribute to Ninth and Hennepin, which is I even loved their cake donut today. Yeah. <laughs> the ricotta cake donut was incredible. So I so feel like to kind of flip your argument, you could say it's very indicative of how we eat right now. It's very complicated. We have to go places. We have to reserve it in advance. So it's very much a donut of 2023. Oh, yeah. For sure. But that's when we're doing the search, so <laughs> do, you have the f- do you have the photo of the uh, New York Times, the pretentious people who are <laughs> having children to continue society? <laughs> that is Ninth and Hennepin Donuts. That's fine. <laughs> they, they have been – do you know what I'm talking about? You, yes, you Did sent you? it in the chat at one point. They, look, it's fine. Ninth and Hennepin is Seattle's best donuts. I get it. But we should turn to a fan vote. We've got three options here. Top Pot, Dojoy, Ninth and Hennepin. Show of Woo. By Show of Woo. Who here is voting for Top Pot? <laughs> How about Ninth and Hennepin? <laughs> and for Dojoy. <laughs> wow, those are all extraordinarily close. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Who wants to be part of the elite couples breeding to save mankind? That's Ninth and Hennepin. Can we rule them out? <laughs> How about... Top Pot versus Dojoy. Top Pot! Dojoy. I think Dojoy took it. it I think close. that's the fan vote for Seattle's Best Donuts. We've, had, we've been through a lot with the search for Seattle's Best Donuts. and We've, we've even learned to respect kick donuts. <laughs> we've inaugurated Seattle's Best Donut in Flower Box. Seattle's Best Old School Donut in Chuck's Donuts in Renton, Washington. Has anybody been there? <laughs> Just family members. People, do not ignore Renton, Washington. Ahead of the curve. We've inaugurated a rising star in Seattle's Best Donuts and Good Day Donuts. 
Have we given any other... Uh, any more yearbook superlatives? Yeah, superlatives. <laughs> I feel like we got to give something to top five. And... S- uh, Seattle's best large-scale chain? <laughs> Golden Tate's favorite donuts in Top Hot. And C- crowd favorite Seattle's best donuts, Dojoy, and our winner for Seattle's best donuts, Ninth and Hennepin. The real winner was us for eating so many donuts. <laughs> Alicia, thanks so much for helping us with this. Glad I could, glad I could be here. Well, as a reminder, if you didn't get a t-shirt, we'll have those available after the show for $10 via the Venmo or Cash App. I'll have the, uh, those t- tags up there on the screen. Find Mrs. Fantasy Genius to get your shirt. Uh, thanks again to Jake One, Mike Woo! Sean Dugar, Danny Kelly, Alicia Vermillion for joining us on stage tonight, Ben Shorsch as well. Thanks to the entire Talking Taco Time crew for being here and Randy for doing Kraken High School takes. Thanks to Belltown Yacht Club for hosting us. Woo! Thanks to the famous Cousin Katie for the bingo cards, all the food pickup. Oh, I was worried there was going to be an MVP cheer. And lastly, most of all, thank you, the listener, for coming out tonight. It was a lot of fun. So glad we could do it. Thanks for listening. We'll see. We gotta, we gotta go check it out. I'm gonna find out. I, I think I fixed last year's problems. I'm confident. We're, we got like two thirds of last year's. It just cut off midway through my shot. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for that. It's gonna be individual after the show. After the show.